Good morning and welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favors, sitting here with Captain Kirk Waltz. Logovitz around here somewhere. Like Phillips is bringing it to you. Like a ghost. Yep. <laughs> I heard his voice in the next room. Yep. I'm like, that's weird. I'm right here. Hey, I'm bud. Right here. You're right here. Morning. 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 Man. How are you, Jeff? I'm, I'm chilly. That's crazy. 55 You're chilly, degrees. yeah. You got you got jeans on this morning? I got I got long pants on. Nice. And I have an Under Armour short sleeve shirt, which I probably need. I would say seriously, like a flannel shirt. I mean, it's 55 degrees on my truck thermometer or temperature gauge. Yep. And uh, according to the forecast, which, you know, you've got weather bug and AccuWeather and all that, they were saying that it was going to be in about 62 this morning. But you know how that is. Yep. I mean, those are, they always give you something that's like in town, but then up in the woods, it's always a little bit cooler. Sure. And yeah, it's, I mean, I was driving up here to the high spot on the property to get a signal to be able to do the show, and and I'm going, holy cow, 55! It feels it. I can I can tell you that. I mean, it's not, it's definitely in the 50s. I can tell you that. That's that's fantastic. Fargo is oh. 66 this morning. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, beautiful. Uh, it's 70 at the beach, Jeff, at my house. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I had I had 70, 71 so at, nice. at um, in St. Augustine, and and you know this. Uh, I was doing. I was talking to I'll take Prosser it. yesterday. You know, doing my fishing report, Jeff. Right. And I, you know, I told him. I said, "Look, it, it doesn't matter what the fishing was this week because it's all going to change this weekend." You know. Yeah. Uh, this is a, our, our first northeast blow, and it's uh, it's it's it started yesterday, and it's supposed to blow all day today. So that's going to they in St. Augustine yesterday. They said the mullet were. I didn't fish yesterday, but they said the mullet were pushing. Pushing out that inlet, man. Oh, I, I, I bet. Yeah. I, I talked to David Mary at the dock yesterday, you know, and David's one of the best flounder fishermen in Jacksonville. Uh-huh. And David said, Kirk, you, you ought to see all the, the finger mullet in the surf. He said, it's stupid. It's oh, awesome. Kirk, I, I saw it the other day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's been in ever since that wind was blowing pretty hard east. When was that? Uh, last weekend? Right. Okay. Uh, uh, early part of the week, last uh, this earlier this week. Uh, they were in the surf, and I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah. And they weren't thick, but they were in there, and I was like, "Okay, we'll put a little bit more of a blow on top of it, and here it comes." Yeah. Well, well, here it is, Jeff. Brought to you by the Bearded Pig. I'm sure you were there sometime this week, or, or that, or Angie Subs. It's kind of your weekly thing. Uh, oh, I was definitely. I, I didn't make it to the Bearded Pig this week, but I did make it to Angie Subs this week. I see. I talk- <laughs> Today, northeast winds, 15 knots, three to five. Uh, dominant period of six seconds tonight. Northeast winds ten to fifteen, diminishing to five to ten, three to four. Tomorrow, northeast five to ten, becoming east in the afternoon. Looks like next week's going to be really pretty. Monday, west winds five to ten for Labor Day, becoming southeast in the afternoon. So basically, all that is, Kirk, is a typical west wind in the morning and then a southeast sea breeze. Yeah, that'd afternoon. be nice. And yeah, I'll tell you what, that that all that you know, we talked a little bit about it last week and a week before about the thermocline, the rollover effect, and it has a had an incredible effect on the fishery. I mm-hmm. mean, the the amount of black drum that have been caught in the last couple of weeks. Isn't that funny? It's just weird. Uh, mango snapper bite has been pretty strong. A lot of the guys are still catching some good trout. Yep. And, and that's indicative of that water cooling off. And then when the water cooled off and you threw a little of that wind on there, those mullet just went, okay, it's time to go. It, exactly. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, two, and they're two, migrating. Oh, yeah. Tuesday southwest 5 to 10. Wednesday southwest 5 to 10. So – um, but it, it, there's a there's a swell coming in. Oh, it, 
This thing's going to generate some muscle out well, there. Where is it at? I haven't even. Uh, Hurricane Larry. <laughs> Hurricane what? La- Hurricane yeah, I, Larry. I've been looking for it. Where, where is it at? It is, um, I want to say it is due east of the the, the bottom of the, the state of Florida down like West Palm. But is it really? Yeah, but it's way over in the middle of the ocean. They say it's going to turn possibly to the east of Bermuda. But it's it's not moving very fast, and it's going to be a, like a Cat 3. Uh, I'm looking at it now, and I'm looking at the track, and I'm not scared. No, it's I'm, not going mean, to hurt us, but it yeah. is going to throw a groundswell. Yeah, it's going to throw. Oh, yeah. It's gonna, oh, so, the surfer boys. Surfer boys are love. That's exactly what they want. They're going, yeah. Jeremy Alvarez, that's the first thing that came out of his mouth yesterday when I talked to him yesterday afternoon. He goes, oh, Hurricane Larry's out. It's going to throw some swells. Mm-hmm. I said, uh-huh. I know what you're thinking next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You surfing. Know. Hey, what's uh, Kevin? What's the weather on Wednesday again? Southwest five. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. But it is cool. it is three to four, so that's that's the effect from Larry. Um, but it should yeah, be I mean, spread out. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm fishing. You know, I'm, I'm going to the kayak, so I was just kind of curious for from. Yeah, an I don't think you're gonna be taking that kayak. So, yeah, out I don't, on I don't the beach. think you're going you're going on the beach. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm oh. gonna be inshore. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Okay. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be inshore. Yeah, that that'd be acceptable. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had it out in a while. I've been a little bit busy. Have you, let me ask you a question. Anxious. Have you have you flipped that thing yet? No, not at all. No, that's my goal is not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you have everything in a dry bag? I actually have two different dry bags. I think I'll see. It. Yeah, I have well, my tackle is in one, and then I have my valuables in another. You know, wallet keys, yep. etc. Right. And then I have one of those little like mini kind of things for my phone that the phone slips in. Yeah, like a little otter box clear case thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And then uh, and then that thing actually has one compartment in there, which is uh, actually where the pedal drive is at. Old Town has these pedal drives, and then right there in the pedal drive is the part of the thing that goes through the center of the uh, of the kayak. That is actually a waterproof hatch in a waterproof uh, storage area which is right between your legs you know so that's typically where you keep the phone at you know mm-hmm. and then that way it's kind of it's accessible so when you, if you get a call or something you can pull it out and then you've got that little case that the phone is in itself so so yeah i mean it's uh I, i've never flipped it over i don't want to flip it over and uh, i would like to and i've watched the videos of the guys that that have turned them over on purpose just to see how hard it was to turn them over uh-huh. and also to see about trying to get back in. And I mean, it doesn't look very difficult to be able to get back in. And it, and it may actually, when you watch those guys trying to turn them over, I mean, in some cases it's hard for them to turn it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, those I, things are pretty stable. They almost have at least the old town, you know, the one that, the one that we have and me and Dylan, they're almost like a, like a tr- like a triple pontoon. Yeah. You know, because it, so it's not like it's not like a V-haul like a lot of kayaks that you people think of, you know, where you sit down in and it's got the waist thing that keeps the water out of the kayak for like whitewater rafting and stuff. Right. You know, these are sit on top kayaks and they're wider than most kayaks and they're pedal drive so they can be a little wider. They're not so tri- they're not they don't design them to be these sleek fast you know where you're paddling and hauling butt i mean you're pedaling and it's built for just a little bit more stability now there's other kayaks so i'm sure that tip over a lot easier but well, the only time i ever saw anybody flip one was in the surf yeah 
you know, they were they were actually trying to come in, and the swell had built a little bit, and oh yeah, it dumped him, it, it rolled him, Oof. you know, and it was like we were oh, out yeah. there looking for pogies, and I'm like, this is not going to go well, and it was like, boink. Mm-hmm. Like darn, man. All right, so Jeff, yeah. you're you're going to need to know what the tides are doing if you're going fishing on Wednesday. Yes, the t- I am. Tides report brought to you by Angie Subs right there at Penman and Beach. Uh, so this morning you've you've got a high tide at seven forty five, and that is a four point one. This is Bayport uh, at the mouth of Bayport. Um, seven forty five. Well, actually, it says Sisters Creek, and then you've got a low tide at one fifty five. Yeah, yeah. So Mayport so, at the Bar Pilot docks. It's a one o two p.m. One o two. Okay. Yeah. Those yeah. are good morning tides for the week. You know. Yeah, they they are. And, high and, outgoing. And, and and the thing is, is that uh, they're pretty normal. I mean, the high tide this morning is four point one, and yeah. and then you you don't even it's um, basically a, a, a zero on on the low tide. We're you know this time of year, Jeff. We also look for you know the spring tides to. Fish on the flats, and I mean, looking at this, I mean, you know, the, this evening's tides of is a five point zero, so right. no, no, no flood tides, you know, that that I can see this week. No, um, I'd have to see the monthly. Yeah, <clears throat> but this week, yeah, definitely no flood tides. Uh, that's actually that tide works out pretty good. So next, so on Wednesday, four days from now. And basically move it back four or five hours so the low tide will be first thing in the morning high tide would be yeah i can make that work here's the thing i don't care what the tide is this coming wednesday i'm going fishing yeah <laughs> right yeah. I, yeah you know yeah you gotta go when it's you can one go of those you things know? i just gotta go and i'm going yeah no it's so. it's it's funny because uh, and I, I know Kirk gets this question all the time too. They're like, you know, do you follow the moon and the, you know, bar- <laughs> barometric pressure? Somebody and, asked and, me that this yeah, week. And I'm like, look, I, I, I just go fishing. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't have a choice. If somebody books me for August 26th and it happens to be a full moon, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what? No, we don't catch fish on a full moon. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, barometric pressure's not looking good today, boys. We're going to cancel. Yeah, yeah, we're going. We're going <laughs> yeah. to get breakfast. You know, beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah, so no, you just just go fishing, and 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 honestly, Jeff, I probably should follow it closer, you know, like major right. major feeds and you know and things like that. But you know, we, it seems like for us, and and it hasn't been this way this year because there hasn't been a pattern of a damn thing. But you know, you could get on a pattern of, of fish, mm-hmm. and you know, like king kingfish on the beach. Let's just say, right. A lot of times, you know that 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 eight to nine thirty bite is. Is, is awesome. Yeah. You know, and you better be there at that time. You know, sometimes it, it and, then, and then it's over, you know, and you can kind of get on that pattern, then you could go do something else. But we haven't had that pattern this year. It's been a weird year. It has been a weird year. Jeff, so Kirk, Kirk and I were talking about this before the show. All right. So mm-hmm. he's caught a total of one tarpon this year. I've caught one tarpon this year. Um, I'm winning. I had tarpon tri- winning. Tarpon trips on Monday and Tuesday. Um, I, I I told Kirk I came across a bait pod at 10 a.m. south of the pier. It had to be an acre and 20 feet of water. And I'm like, this is it. This is money. This yeah. is what we've been looking for all day. I mean, I've been running. We'll be loaded. Bit. Yep. Lo- n- n- nada, Jeff. <sighs> Not even a shark. That's so aggravating. 
I and, mean, uh, you know, you're just – I mean, you can only sit there and look at it for so long. And pokies have been wow. so yep. scattered. Yeah. It's like yeah, there I, I, one I, day and gone the next. Yeah, I know. I it's know. just been odd as hell. Yeah. All right, so I'm winning because I've caught, I've caught two tarpon this year. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Out People of the are going to call you so and book, am, book trips. I'm winning. You're winning. <laughs> yeah. And, and Kirk has caught more sailfish this year than he has tarpon. Yeah. And then – between the two of us, this is this will this is this one kills me. Between the two of us, we've cleaned four cobias. That's crazy. And wow. and and neither one of us have caught one over thirty five inches. Yeah, they've they've been all right at thirty five. Yeah, yeah. thirty four, right, right at the edge. I caught mean, a ton of thirty and twenty five oh, oh, inches. Absolutely, they're every they're 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 I'm, like piranhas out there. I mean, it's stupid to yeah. see them come up. Yeah, you know, like six and seven at yeah. a time and attack a bait, and you're like. Oh I mean, gosh. it's just it's just been a, and you know what? I've had some great trips. I mean, I've had some some great bottom fishing trips. I've had some great kingfish trips. I mean, you know, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun when the ocean was pretty and you could go somewhere. You know, bait, bait has been the biggest issue. It has you got for two years. Yeah, whether you're going to jig it, yep, on the rocks or jig it offshore, or I mean, you know, look at Robbie Bishop. Every time I talk to him, he's dragging popsicles. Yeah, and I'm like, God. popsicles. What do you what do you mean popsicles? Frozen cigar minnows. Yep. Oh, okay. I got you. And catching fish. Oh, yeah. You know, doing old okay. school. And it is old like, school. Man, you're going, doggone. I mean, we even br- I even brought the Magnums out this year and stowed them too. in the boat. I threw them in the boat. And people are like, what are those for? And I said, just in case. Yeah, that's Let's exactly. Plan C. Now, what, now what, 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 what do you mean by Magnums? Like, what? Magnum Rapala. Uh, they're stretch Rapalas. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're like yeah. six inch, six, eight inch lures. Big old giant ones with big old lips on them, and you just put a okay, piece of forty a lot pound of wire going, on. Man, what is Kirk doing? Is he carrying like the secret uh, weapon three fifty seven Magnum? Yeah, out yeah. yeah that, right. I, I got a question for you because Scott and I went round and round about this. When you're and I and I haven't pulled one yet, okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna pull one, are you gonna pull one of those light little kingfish rods? You know, it's a good question. I don't know. I guess you'd be forced to. I mean, I've got 30 pounds on mine. What's that, Jeff? You're talking about pulling the magnum. Yeah. What do you pull them with? Yeah. Okay. Because I think that the kingfish rods are too light. Might be. You know, I think we'd have to bump up to our our Shimano um, spinning reels. Yeah, you'd have to. You might. Yeah. Those medium heavy. Why would they be too light? Tips are too light. Yeah, the tips are too light. Double the rod right over. Okay. Because the Magnum's um, got a lip, they've got about a three-inch lip on the front of them, three three inch. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, they're going to die. Them, you can buy them with smaller lips. Yeah, but you're still going to pull them with three, three, so much three or four knots. Yeah, you got to you got to get them going so they're going going back and forth and back and yeah. forth. Right, but I'm saying is that I mean they make they make different different size lips for those you know Magnum Rapalas. I don't know. I've so only you, I've only used. I've got lures that I've had for ten years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, Eddie Smith yeah. was like, you need to go buy these. And I'm yeah. like, let me see yours. And yeah. he showed them to me, and I'm like, okay. Okay. So I've, I've got four of them. Yep. I've got two still in have, the box. Have you ever tried Have you ever tried to, like, take a Rapala, mm-hmm. okay, and it's got a lip, and say, oh, man, I mean, it's it's just it's, it needs to run a little bit different and to try to grind off some of the lip? Tweak it. you ever try to do that? I'm bad about it. Tw- if I tweak something, I usually screw it yeah, up. Yeah, it usually starts spinning. Next thing you know, it's out there twirling in <laughs> yeah. a circle, and I've ruined the hy- hydrodynamics yes. of a, what, a $25 or $30 yeah, yeah. lure? Yeah, exactly. It ain't cheap. Yeah. I can tell you that. No. No, they're not. No. Nowadays, nowadays, it's 
expensive. Uh-huh. A Magnum Rapala, what does that cost now? <laughs> oh, I, we'll, we'll have to look it up. It's got, it, it's got to be $14, $15. Easy. You know, or more. Yeah. yeah or, probably or more. is. In today's world, you can't hardly find them. Yep. All right, Logs, we got to take, take a break. All right. Yep. Let's take a break. 641-1010. If you want to give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, Captain Kirk Waltz, Jeff Lagerman. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back. All right, so the uh, the HOA has been on your rear end not having a trailer in your yard. Been there, done that, by the way. And uh, you're like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Well, it's it's pretty simple. Call Stack M Storage. Go to stackmstorage.com. They'll come out. They'll pick up your trailer. And, and look, if you've got it at a friend's house or whatever, and you need to get it out, they'll, they'll, they'll go there. They'll pick up your trailer. They'll do a five-point inspection. They'll keep it in dry storage. And whenever you need it again, they'll bring it back to you. The thing I like about it when I, I talk I to a, him. I got a question here because, look, what if, what if you have a triple axle, 21,000-pound trailer or a gooseneck trailer? Will they do the same thing? I, I, you know what? That's a great question. Um, and and I've I've thought I've had that question too, and I will I will get an answer to that. I will. We, we got to yeah. I'll, I'll because talk to Pat. you know what? Yep. yep. You never know. No, no, you don't. I mean, does 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 stack M storage trailers? Is it just boat trailers? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Okay. And then when I saw him at the boat ramp, he said the thing I really liked about it was that the maintenance that they would do on your hubs. That's right. Absolutely. Your spindles. Mm-hmm. Your lug nuts. He said, I'll, we'll strip it all down. We'll grease everything. That's awesome. And then they store it. Yeah. I mean, that's money. When's, when's the last time you guys did that on your <laughs> first uh, uh Like, uh, <laughs> never. Yeah. I wash it. Yeah, that's right. I change the tires. Now, how many? Now, you guys got you, you little utility trailers, like for your ATV or golf yeah. cart or yeah. whatever? I've had, yeah, I've had, I've had one for years. Yeah, I got a little one. Okay. I've got, actually, I've got well, a big one. I think mine's When's the eight, last eight time feet? you actually did anything with that? Uh, <laughs> sits in the yard up at Fargo, and yeah. we use it when we need I, it. Yeah, but I have, I have, you know, grease the hubs, and and but I'm yep. taking it apart and doing this, that, and the other. No, I, I put new tires on. I put new tires years. on it. Yep, yep. Got new tires and yeah, new rims. You, you didn't physically actually put the tires on. You Heck took no, it to the tire outlet. I drove yeah. it to some yeah. guys and yeah, Goober and his sidekick Jethro put new new rims and tires on it. Well, here's the Did thing. That That's the one the thing about Tire Outlet. Take it to them, and they will put new tires on it. And and because they are more than just a tire shop, they can also work on the hubs. Right? Yeah. See? I'm yeah. sure. Hey. They, they, they like you guys in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, uh, man, you guys, have you been seeing what some of the damage was with Ida? Uh, that horrible. is un- uh, the, whole, the whole week, Jeff. Unbelievable. Yeah. Those I mean, we, metal uh, power towers. That's hard to believe. Last weekend when we did the show yep. was kind of when things were getting ready to go down. And wow. I mean, wow. I mean, first of all, all the people in Louisiana, Mississippi. Yeah. And then that thing just continued to just roll all the way up through the Northeast yeah. and putting torrential downpours and flooding and. I mean, good lord! I, I mean, those, yeah, I was, those I was, people of Louisiana. Yeah, I was talking wow. to Carrie about this yesterday, and, I, and, and if you took from last Sunday to let's just say yesterday with the flooding and everything, that that storm 
Can you? What do you think that that insurance bill is, Jeff? Oh, I mean, oh, that, I you're talking a week, of, a week of devastation. Billions. Man. Oh, absolutely, billions. Couple billion. I mean, it's. I was sitting there. I was going, "Oh my God!" I mean, the 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 insurance claims for a week have got to be just just astronomical. I mean, the the, the flooding in New York City. Did you see that, Jeff? No, I did yeah, not. Oh, see it was that. the first time in history that they had a flash flood warning in history, ever. Wow! It was coming up wow. through the subways. It was that was a it, wicked picture. It was a video. Yes, that was wicked. I mean, people standing there getting ready to get on the subway, Jeff, and here comes this wall of water. I mean, it's, it's all the way into really? Philadelphia too. Yeah. Oh, dude, Philadelphia and Pennsylvania's. I mean, they're talking 50, 60 people have died. Yeah. In, in the last few days, just just from flooding. I mean, Kate's crazy. brother lives in Duncannon, which is outside of Harrisburg. They had ten. I think he said they had ten inches in about six hours. Ten inches of rain. Yeah. And so the Susquehanna flooded out, and all those. those whoa, 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 whoa! Who lives in Duncannon? Kate's brother lives in Duncannon. Oh, dude, that's where um, year for years. That's where I would launch my my welded aluminum jet outboard john boat because that part of the susquehanna river is fantastic oh, smallmouth yeah. bass really oh man i mean uh, like epic i know the it's woods the up there are gorgeous mm-hmm. i've walked oh, through yeah. those woods in there beautiful it's beautiful yeah there was uh kirk believe it or not this is it's funny that you said that but it kind of brought me back to a, a past memory we used to launch at a campground in duncannon and, uh, uh, I mean, it was a, a small little place. It wasn't like this big giant public ramp, some just little public ramp at a campground and, right. you know, pay you whatever, have, whatever, whatever the fee was. And, uh, yeah, it was fantastic fishing. And that was one of the, one of my best places, one of my favorite places to go smallmouth bass fishing. Hmm. Brought what's, back a what, Jeff, what's a big smallmouth bass? You catch one five pounds, man. You've done something. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, I, 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 I was thinking, I was thinking more like three and a half or something. You know, I mean. They, they, oh yeah, I mean, but I mean, I'm talking. You know, like okay, you catch a ten pound large right. mouth. You know, which that's is like a five pound smallmouth. Yeah, I mean, for me it was anyway. I mean, maybe other people might tell you something different, but I mean, if you catch a five pound smallmouth, I mean, that's a monster fish. Yeah. Now, was it was it Sherman's Creek where y'all were at that feeds into at, Susquehanna? Uh, uh, we're right there, Duncannon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a campground. It was like it was like a little finger coming off of the main river. Yeah, he That's just sent me pictures. Oh my gosh, it's all, it's crazy. It's yeah, all, it's of the flooding. Yeah, yeah, it's all flooded up. It's oh, wild. Wow. Hey, by the way, the Rapalas. You were wondering about how much they cost. Yes, a Magnum Rapala can range anywhere between seventeen. And then can be as high as twenty eight ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, Kirk, just like Kirk said, twenty five dollars. There you go, man. <laughs> yeah, it ain't cheap. Yeah, yeah. I got a hundred dollars worth of them sitting in the boat outside yeah, that, right that, now. That, that that barracuda comes up there. And, oh, it's the worst. Yeah, absolutely. You're like, oh, dude, I mean, you're like twenty eight ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, here's another yeah, one. So you want to start? You want to start tweaking it? No. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> yeah. touching it. I'm not. No. I'm not screwing it up. That's for sure. No. Here's a Rapala X-Rap Magnum fishing lure, five and a half inches long. It weighs one and five eighths ounces, twenty nine ninety nine. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's no joke, man. No, no, they ain't they ain't cheap mm. by no means. 
Ain't nothing wow. cheap anymore. No, that's the truth. Isn't it? I had a friend of mine told me the other day he went and bought a Tempur-Pedic bed, and I said, "Well, would you pay?" And he goes, "You don't want to know." You want to know? And I said, two thousand. He said, "Double that." I'm yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, keep going. Five, six grand. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, because you know people people ask us all the time. Obviously, Jeff, you know they're like, "How much do trolling motors cost?" And you know, what? I don't have any, I don't have a clue anymore. Yeah. They've gone up so much. I mean, I, I really just put I, it on the bill. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay the bill. Yeah. Just put it on the bill. I, I, I gotta how have much it. Does it make my payment go up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Over fifteen. Yeah. I mean, years everything right now, everything right now is either hard to find. Yep. And very expensive. I mean, ammunition. Do you guys have enough bullets for hunting season? Yeah. Yeah. I've got to go get some bullets. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, if you haven't started to look and you don't have any. You better get going. True. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, 22 Magnum bullets. Okay. Me and Gordon and Ed and Parker, you know, we're all trying to get this little contest. We're having a little shoot, you know. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we've all been trying to hunt, hunt down different Magnum ammo and trying to get it is hard. You, you remember buying a box of 50, 22 Magnums? What do they used to cost? 10 bucks? Yeah, at that. At that, yeah. Right? I mean, that was that's high. I mean, now if you try to find a box of twenty two magnums, it's it's starting for the most part, it's starting around, you know, seventeen to, to twenty bucks Unreal. for a box of fifty. Wow. Yeah. I was so glad that when Joe was over at Academy and he would call me when you know, during the the prior presidential era that we had and he go, Kirk. We got mags in. I go, I'll take four boxes. <laughs> well, I went to I pick up, up. I was wondering. I went to pick up breakfast this morning at Chef Gordon's, and uh-huh. uh, there was a bunch of twenty-two magnums laying on the ground. Lit, no, on, on the table. So, I guess. yeah, that was my that was my payment for some pork chops. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. Yeah, we well, we're telling it. you right now. They're, they're yeah, you're, they're they're delicious. They're, they're nice and they're delicious. Yeah, we appreciate. Oh, you, got, that. you guys got pork chops? Okay, uh, I, I didn't uh, actually. Seriously, though, this is on a serious note. I mean, Gordon made a run to uh, Climax, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is the meat shop, which has these amazing cold smoked <laughs> pork chops that just, and you guys are eating them this morning. We are. Unbelievable. They are ridiculously good. The yeah. best pork okay. chop I ever put in my mouth. They're, they're, they're hands down. Hey, have you ever had, because this is, we're getting ready to try this. Have you ever had fried, fried spaghetti? Spaghetti? Like hash browns? Yeah. No. <laughs> We haven't either. We haven't either, but we're getting ready to try it. Okay. We're going to let so Michael go first. Hey, Mikey. Mike, hey, Mikey. <laughs> try this, He likes Mikey. it. I'll do it. It's good. <laughs> so, so, so I wanted to tell you a story. So Gordon's on the way to Climax. Yeah. He's saying, hey, I'm going to get some chops. And I was like, hey, I want some, right? Right. And right. So he says, I'll get you some. And so anyway, I run by there to, to pick some up. He said, you know, hey, they're in the fridge and. You know, just go ahead and grab some, and and so I have, I've been trying to shoot different Magnum twenty two Magnum ammo for getting ready for our LBMF uh, twenty two shoot off, mm-hmm. and which stands for left button mother, and yeah, Flipper. and so anyway, we're I go by there to pick it up, and I, I have bought Good bought God. some different kinds of twenty two Magnum ammo, and so one of the batches that I bought was the uh, Hornady 30 grain VMAX mm-hmm. yeah. 22 Magnum bullet. Mm-hmm. I got a couple. It's supposed to be super accurate, but 
obviously with it being 30 grains, it doesn't carry as much energy downrange as maybe a 40 grain does. So, so anyway, I bought a bunch of it and my gun likes it, but my gun also likes a different but a 40 grain bullet, and I would rather shoot the 40 grain bullet just because it carries more energy. Uh-huh. So I I have this extra stuff, and so I brought Gordon those four little boxes of 22 uh-huh. mag ammo. And, so, and, and, and payment for pork chops. Yeah, so basically, there's <laughs> grazing. That's eight, four little, four little boxes of 22 mag ammo. Dude, that's 80 bucks. I know, that's crazy. It's, it's yep. just ridiculous to think of that yep. because 22, any rimfire ammo has always been like cheap, cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not. No, it's not, not right. anymore. All right, let's take a quick break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. On 1010XL 92.5 FM, if you want to give us a call, 641-1010. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. If, uh, if you're looking to get a little kayak, paddleboard, whatever you need when it comes to your outdoor apparel, Hagen Coastal Outfitters is the place for you. And uh, don't forget now, St. Augustine, getting ready to have a Hagen Coastal Outfitters that's cool. inside the St. Augustine Hagen Ace. Yep, yep, yep. And that's the uh, one on US 1 South? That's right. Okay. Yeah, very That's right. You got two you got two down that way. You got one on Anastasia Island and then you have the one on US one. I, so I know, I know right where both of them are. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh I am <clears throat> I have a, a new kayak coming. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm hoping that it comes sometime this month. But it's that new uh pedal it's a pedal kayak and it's a thirteen a little over thirteen feet and it's gonna be in what they call marsh camo. Uh-huh. And so I, I could use that for not only fishing, but also hunting. And uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm sure. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah kinda... Tara's, Tara's going to take the one that I've got now, which is the, tw- the 120 Salty, mm-hmm. which is an amazing kayak and it's super fast. So, uh, so yeah, I'm fired up. Can't wait, to, can't wait to get it on the water and get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame, which this is, again, this kind of goes back to our, our conversation earlier. It's a shame you haven't been able to get out in the ocean, but there yeah. hasn't been any reason to go in the ocean unless you want to go right yeah, fishing. Have, yeah, I have been. I mean, really, me and Dylan both. I mean, because when we picked up the kayaks, and I think it was in May or June, whatever it was, and we were just sitting there going, "Man, we can't wait to yep. drag these things down to the beach." Yep. And you got pogey paws right outside the surf, you know, and you got west wind in the morning, and put the kayaks in and go catch tarpon or something. Yeah. You know? And there's never been a time where we went, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, Not I know. one time. No, I, and, and you know, the, the interesting thing about that, that part of the beach, and it, just so folks know, we're t- basically talking about Gowana, right? what, what we call Guana. the desert, you know, but in that area. Right. I, and I don't know why this is, but over years, over history, Jeff, that's always been a place that's been, that's had a lot of bait. You know, I mean, you know, over, it's just, it's, there seems like there's always been bait at the desert, you know, and, and yeah. it's a, it's a, it's kind of a medium run for St. Augustine and for Mayport. Right. You know, it's, right. it's, 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 you know, middle of the beach and there, there hasn't been anything there. I know it's been strange. I mean, it, I mean you know, I, 
you know, shoot, Jeff, you can you can walk there from where you live now, and I, and I, and I'm I'm sure you go down there every morning that you can, and you're like, all right, we're gonna find the pelicans and the tarp are gonna be blowing up in the baits, and it it's been it's been the desert. Kevin, <laughs> yeah. Kevin, I look for them every day. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, every day I look for them. I, you know, Merle. Yeah, wake up in the morning, grab a cup of coffee, and uh, okay, guy Merle's got to do his business, and you know we take a walk and and scope it out. Yeah, and have not seen it yet. It's, so well, like, I, I, man. I'll, again, like I said, I was you know fishing with the Albritton brothers, John and Aaron on on Tuesday, and Jeff, I you know basically had an eight hour trip, and to come across a bait pod at, at ten o'clock in the morning in twenty feet of water. Usually is money. I mean, this time of year. Usually, I mean, it, it should be getting chewed on, Jeff. It should, it should be just, you know, like yeah. at the worst, there should be sharks. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I just wonder that uh, because I, the one thing I have, I've seen a lot of tarpon inshore. Oh yeah, there's a ton and, of tarpon inshore. You're right. And if you, you know, because the bait has been sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. To where the fish are just like, you know what? <laughs> There's not enough consistency here. You know, we're just going to go park it somewhere else. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you know, talking to you know Captain Chip Wingo, talking to Captain Leon Dana, that that kind of fish that that Palm Valley to St. Augustine, and, mm-hmm. and and Chip Chip catches a lot of tarpon inshore. That's what he does. And and he is, you're right, Jeff. He has seen a ton of fish this year. And Leon said the mm-hmm. same thing. He said, man, I've seen so many tarpon. So my, my thinking is, is that now that this, the mullet run's going to start, it's hard. They said they were pouring out of the inlet yesterday. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the tarpon follow them out. But you know, the funny thing is, and we talked about this before we got on the air, I haven't seen any of those big giant ones Yeah, yeah I, I, at all. Yeah, Well, I haven't seen very many tarpon at all this I year. I mean, all I've seen are those, those those thirty to forty fifty pounders, right, right? None of those like you know where we would catch for summers on end, hundred, yeah, oh, yeah. hundred tens, yeah. you know those big giant ones, yeah. And I'm just not seeing them. And and I don't mm. know if the Fernandina boys are being quiet about it, Jeff. You know because obviously there's it sounds like there's been pogies off Cumberland Island all summer, all summer. You know, and I you know again I don't know if there's a bunch of fish up there. In those bait pods? Tim Cutting, who yeah. lives on St. Simons, who runs a guide service out of there, who we've known for a yeah, long know, time. Tim. Sure. Tim's been fishing the St. Andrew Sound, and he's been hammering the, the bull reds up there, and, and they're in those pogey pods. You Interesting. Know, he's yeah. running out there and getting pogies and pitching them back out, and they're, yeah. they're spanking them. He's fishing that, what is it, that's the, that's the north end of Cumberland Island. Right, that's right. Back up there going towards Cabin Bluff. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's it's a it's it's been a strange two years of fishing. There's there's just no doubt about it. Uh, um, you know to to spend all day on on the water and and to be able to run up and down the beach and and, and search and hunt and it, just not. I mean, the only tarpon that we ended up finding, Jeff, was at the uh, at the inlet on the incoming tide. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there, there yeah, was a few, odd. Yeah, a few. Fish I'm inclined to believe it's a lot of rainwater. I mean, yesterday I at Mayport, I, I fished yeah. yesterday, and I walked down to the boat ramp yesterday morning. We have I, had a lot of rain. And I looked down in the water, Jeff, <laughs> and it looks like iced tea. Yeah. I'm like, look at that. It's orange. Yeah. And yeah, I'm actually, <clears throat> when we talk about a lot of rain, it, and obviously up in Georgia, we've had 
a lot oh. of rain too. Oh right. God, it's ridiculous. And it's been it's been by far the wettest summer mm-hmm. that I ever remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I would since, agree. I mean, it is it, it is the wettest summer by far since I've ever since I've owned this property up here. So I mean, it's not even close. I mean, this is the wettest year, and I, I'm sitting here looking at pine trees right now. And you know, this time of year, typically it's been hot and it gets dry and. And the trees are kind of, you know, you when you look at the pine trees, you always look at pine trees and say, okay, where, where where's the new growth? And when pine trees grow, they're, the end of the uh, uh, branches kind of get, they get a little crooked. They kind of do this little bend squiggly thing, and then they get, they get candles, mm-hmm. right? We call them candles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at pine trees right now that are on top of a hill, okay, that have all brand new candles on them. These babies are still rocking. Wow. I mean, it's been such a wet year that these things are literally still going crazy and growing. Well, I've seen our, our you know, and we just, we just cut 400 plus acres on our place. Mm-hmm. And they planted probably two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how much those pine trees have grown this summer in three, four months. They could grow, can't yeah. they? I'm like Jeff. Oh, I'm man. I'm riding around with uh, Brad Smith in the truck the other day. You know, we had to go up and work on the house, and I'm like, look at these darn trees. They're all they're already head high. They're already yep. six feet. Yeah, yeah, just nuts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's what that's what a wet year will do. And man, has it been a wet year? Oh, and these pine trees have gone crazy. And you know, I replanted about I don't know 150 acres, something like that this year. Right. And so, I mean, it's been a good year for them because they planted late. And so when, when you plant late and you have a nice wet summer, I mean, that's good for the trees. But, man, it's it's been hard on the roads, though. Oh, <laughs> no, there ain't no doubt about that. Our boy. place is. The, the county boys, are they're, they, they're, they've stayed very busy. We've had a hard time. We've had, we had three culverts blown out that were, I want to say, three and a half feet across that were – Tons. I mean, I don't know how they, the water moved these yeah. things. They're like ships mm-hmm. and blew three of them out. Just blew oh, them yeah. out. Yeah. And you're like, what yeah. in the world? <laughs> I mean, I'm standing on them the other day, jumping up and down on them going, these are, these are like submarines mm-hmm. without yeah. the, with the caps cut off the ends. Mm-hmm. How, right, how so in the world? It, it happens. All right, we got to take a break. Yep. And uh, I just want to let everybody know, and I'm, I'm excited. Because uh, we were talking about tire outlet, how they can do tires on your boat trailer and also fork on your hubs at the same time. Yes. My Nimnik Yoda is going to be going to tire outlet very soon. All right. Very and, soon. Oh, they're and, almost done, huh? And, uh, and tire outlet the, also wanted to let folks know that they're hiring, like a lot of other people. But we know, you know, here's, here's the thing, Jeff. It, it, so, so many of our sponsors, I mean, we know personally, these, these, these are friends of ours. If you want, a good, right. if you want a good place to work... Or, you know, family-owned business, TireOutlet.com. Simple enough. TireOutlet.com. All right, well, let's uh, open the phone lines, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. I remember growing up, you know, fishing with my grandparents in, in the Gulf of Mexico. And, I mean, I, I fished over there a lot. And this was always 
my grandfather's favorite time of year to fish, you know, because scallop season is basically over. Mm-hmm. So everybody's not on the water. It's, it's, get, it's getting ready there. to cool down. <sighs> Trout fishing is like outstanding in, in September and October. And uh, if you need a place to, to go stay, Steenhatchee River Club. Perfect. Um, it's sthrclub.com. Even if you don't want to go fishing, this is going to be a great time of year um, when, when things cool down a little bit to go over there and check it out. If you go to their website and look at uh, the, the cabins and everything they have to offer, you'll go over there. It's only about three, three and a half hours from here. Great place. Sure. Easy drive. Easy drive. Absolutely. It's a pretty drive, too. It, it, it's a great drive. That's absolutely right. I mean, it's... You know, there's not much highways, so you you Mm-mm. can take all kinds of back roads to get there. I you know, love don't driving through the back I love of Florida, too. man. It's yeah. just so much yeah. fun. Yep. We yep. went we went down to Tampa last Saturday after the radio show, mm-hmm. and we always yeah. drive out to towards McClenny mm-hmm. and then go through Stark. What is that? Three hundred one. Yeah. You know, I ten three hundred one. Driving all all those back roads. Yeah. There's nobody on them. No, I. It, I, I <clears throat> you know? one, one day last week, Jeff, uh, you know, I had a gentleman on the boat, and he had to be uh, had to be back in by noon because he had a meeting in Tampa that afternoon, and, uh, and um, he was just wait a minute, kept. Wait a he's fishing with you. Got to be back to the boat ramp by noon, and he's going to drive to Tampa. Yeah, he's going to he's going to drive to Tampa, right? And and that's I said heck, that's a full day. That's a full day. No, yeah. no, no question. But he was like, he was he's man. I'm just dreading going I four, and I'm like, bro, why don't, don't you take why don't you take nineteen? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he said, dude, I didn't even think about that. He goes, I don't have to get in a hurry. And he goes, I don't uh, ever uh, drive I 4. <laughs> ever. Way. No, no way. Don't go through the yeah. land of mouse. Oh, to, to go through the national, the, the state forest. And, uh, what is it? Um, Beautiful. Oh, it's, 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 I mean, you actually have no phone service. <laughs> Which is yeah. even, you know, it gets, it's gotten better now, though, Kevin. I'm it, telling it, you. It has. It has it gotten has better. Because, uh, because, you know, every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara's family, they have a, a gathering down at Sanibel Captiva, <clears throat> and obviously I'm down there as well. And so when when we go down there, I always go down after the outdoor show on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Tara will go down ahead of time with Taylor and, and Dylan as well. And I never, never, I, I literally, I try to avoid the interstates at all. Oh, all yeah. And, and so I, I go down... You know, Green Cove, Palatka, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then through the the National Forest, yep. and take my time, and I stop and get a you know barbecue, and uh, yeah, it's man, I just I can't stand. I mean, ask and Gordon will tell you, man, I'm not very good about traffic. I mean, I just start <laughs> knuckling on the Gordon steering wheel, <laughs> yellow ground, <laughs> yeah. ground up. It's like get out of the fast lane, would you? Yes, I know. <laughs> I hear it. Uh, 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 look, I here's the deal. I don't mind if people drive slow. I really don't. But just don't get in the fast lane. Yeah, that's, exactly. all, that's, that's all I'm. That's all I'm asking. I don't care if you want to drive slow. It There's a lane for that. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, to give give an example, so I'm I'm driving to the uh, where was I going? Anyway, we're going somewhere. Oh, it was uh, we were coming up here to Georgia yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we hop on JTB, and uh, and when we get on JTB, this there's this car in the fast lane and it's just it won't get over and there's like three or four cars behind it and i'm like oh my god what what, are you, what is going on uh-huh. you know and so finally the other cars that are between me and the one that's driving really slow they go around and i said oh geez and so so then i go to go around and tara's like you know 
calm down. And I mean, I'm, I'm calm, you know, I'm yeah, calm. And I'm, so I'm like, get out of the, get out of the damn fast lane <laughs> and get alongside Uh-oh. and some lady and she's got her phone and she's just, you know, she's doing stuff on her. I'm like, what the hell are we doing? I, I know. You know, I, I know. People get really distracted I mean, put with the those. Phone down. Well, and you get know, out of the fast lane. That is that's a that pet is, peeve. That, that's the hardest. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious. And Jeff and I've had this conversation. Kirk, you and I've had this conversation. When we get to our properties in Georgia, I mean, most of the time we park the trucks. Okay, we don't have to go anywhere. We got yeah. a side by side or four wheeler. Four wheeler. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 Jeff, it can literally be a week before we ever get back in our truck. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and, 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 and man, your, your blood pressure just goes way down. And then all of a sudden you, you have to come back to reality and you hit traffic and you, you, you're, you're just like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm serious. It's like, man, I've been relaxed for five or six days. And, 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 and I hope, I hope there's, there's so many people out there that listen to this show. I hope they have that opportunity. Yeah, somewhere like that to go decompress. To yep. decompress, you know, man, because uh, life's short, bro. I mean, I went to a, a a funeral of a cousin this week, and and um, it you know it brings you back to reality. It's it's it, enjoy yourself mm-hmm. you know, every day, mm-hmm. man. Enjoy every day because it's um, it, you know, we're we're all getting older, Jeff. You and I talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, it enjoy life. Yeah. Don't be so damn stressed. And get out of the damn fast lane. <laughs> get off the phone. You know, I hate, okay. I hate somebody being in the fast lane. I can, I, and, but, but here's – I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, you know, I'm on, on a scale of one to ten, I'm like a four. You put my wife behind the wheel? It, it, it ain't pretty, bro. <laughs> she – man, she likes to, she likes to, she likes to roll. <laughs> Don't get in the fast lane. I, I was chuckling too because when I, you know, I got around this lady that's on her phone, uh-huh. and, uh, oh. and so we, you know, we're we're way up the road, and you know, I'm looking in the rearview mirror, and I get up there, you know, and I'm and I'm going, you know, speed limit or close, you know, within five miles an hour of it. I'm not a big like drive super fast. Well, Gordon probably would say that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree yeah, too. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> when we get up the road a little bit, all of a sudden we look back. And literally, there is a rolling roadblock. So somebody, she met somebody on that. So she's in the fast lane, and there's somebody in the slow lane, and they're deciding to drive in uh, like 55 on JTB. And this is 8:30. Uh-huh. And now, now there's a literally a a caravan of cars all stacked up behind it. Uh-huh. Completely. Completely. So they have this rolling roadblock going down JTB, mm. and I said, "Oh my gosh, that's mm. so bad." All right, anyway. real quick before before we take a break, uh, let's go talk to Sandy this morning. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, morning, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Oh, me and my future son-in-law is going down to Rodman. We're about to put the boat in the water. I hadn't fished the Okawaha River in probably ooh forty-five years. Wow. It's, it's going to be a beautiful day for that. I bet it's up oh, a little yeah. bit too. Yeah, we just went by the bait and tackle shop and spent seventy six dollars on bait, so we ought to get something. <laughs> Was that on Shiners? No, I had to get a pair of sunglasses too. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say seventy six dollars on bait. Wow. No, it, it was about thirty dollars on bait. Okay. So we had to get a 
top for one of the other buckets. So we both have a live well. So, mm-hmm. so looking forward to it. But I sent you another picture of that pretty eight point man. I'm getting pumped on my new property out there. That's great. Yeah, and um, I sent you a picture. Um, Will started his own um, fiberglass repair work. Well, he's still he's still working for Vela, but I sent you the card. Good. Yeah, I got it. I see it. All right. I haven't got my um, sticker yet, but my um, daughter wanted me to tell you thank you very much for the sticker that she's been giving me a hard time for a long time. No, no, you're you're good. You're good. And um, I I I sent her a pink one too. So. Oh, no kidding. She's going to love that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It it should be there today. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right, right, buddy. Sandy, have a great weekend. Bye. 641-1010. 641-1010. Don't go anywhere. we got an LV Hires gear tip of the week coming up right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Mimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality tools and lubricants all across the Southeast and have been doing it for an incredibly long time. And if you want your business to run without interruption and to help your bottom line, can contact LVHIERS.com and see how they can help you. All right, guys, I told you about it when we were down at the iCast. And, well, now we have it available to all of our listeners. Oh, okay? cool. Yes, uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters now has it, okay? Yep. And it's only at the Hagen Coastal Outfitters store, okay, which is Mandarin, Green Cove, and Yuli. And it's this is the boat gadget that I was telling you guys about, okay? That is awesome, yeah. Okay, and Tim actually got tired. He had a boat, and this guy actually invented this thing. He was down in Port Orange on the east coast of Florida, then avid boaters, and he got tired of, okay, of having a wrench get all rusty, and and he got trying to find different tools for everything. Well, this is an all-in-one boat tool, and it's made of plastic and stainless steel, and it's essentially a 10-in-1 tool, mm-hmm. okay? It has a square drain plug wrench. Mm-hmm. It has a safety whistle. It has both the 30 and 35 millimeter, the, the gas cap keys, yep. both of them. It has the flip top gas cap you know, key. It has a flat top drain plug tool, a bottle opener, which is critical, a <laughs> wine bottle opener, which is also critical, a canvas snap opener, a molded notch for a six inch deck plate. Okay, which you know how like opening your, your inspection covers? Uh-huh. Yeah. It has that. It has a fishing line cutter and it has the T-bar drain plug hole crank. So you can undo your your drain plug. This one tool does it all. That is cool. And it's available at Hagen Coastal Outfitters at $29.99. And you better get them while they last because they're not going to last no, long. That is and, somebody did some serious thinking, dude. Sure, you I'm know what I mean? You, I mean, what else can we put on this thing? A whistle? Every, a whistle? every boater, okay, okay, every so, boater should have so, this tool. So, so here it is, Jeff. Coast Guard pulls you over, right? <laughs> like, you have a whistle. Do you have a, your whistle and you break out this boat tool and you, you, you say, uh, that, into it, yeah. that's, that's not a whistle. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, it does. It works great. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, this is literally when, uh, in, in all seriousness, we were down there at the ICAST. <clears throat> and we're walking around and you're checking out all these new tools and stuff and and you know and, and 
tools and fishing rods. I mean, it's the latest and greatest of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's not very often because, I mean, look, we, we live it. We're, we're always in strike zone. We're always at Bass Pros and Cabela's and we're looking online. And so we, we, we see a lot of the things that are out there. Sure. But when something catches my eye and I went, that is so cool, mm -hmm. they got something. And this little tool is a pretty cool thing. I can tell you this, I'm going to get one. And I think everybody that has a boat should have one of these because it's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Speaking of, uh, you know, catches my eye, mm -hmm. Top Gun, hanging on. Uh-oh. <laughs> Good morning, Top Gun. Hey, fellas, what's going on? It's opening day in the Florida Gators. I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're excited. It's uh, opening day of dove season in Georgia today, too, Top Seems Gun. like I've been waiting two years for football. <laughs> I understand. Hey, tell me, tell me something. I saw something a little weird the other day. I was going down beach, and I see this look like a giant teepee up in, ahead of me, and I'm like, what the what? So on the I, road? Yeah, so I sped up and got up to it, and there was a guy pulling a boat, and he had this canvas thing strapped all the way around the boat, like on the rail of the boat, and it went all the way up to the bridge and then snapped up. It looked like the boat was in a teepee. You ever see anything mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, like a... What, like what a, do you do? What's that for? Shade protection. It, I mean, was he going on a trip, like hauling the boat some distance or something? I have no or, idea. Or he could have been delivering it, too. Did you take a picture? No. No. <laughs> if I could Might do that, helped. I'd be working for NASA. <laughs> I got I you. I just thought it was weird. Yeah. No. Hey, you're talking about driving. You got to be real careful when you're out there on the on the road. Mm -hmm. The stuff that people do. One time, I was stopped at a light, and this fellow was uh, trying to come out on the road from a gas station. He couldn't get out, and I um, looked in my rear view mirror, and there was nobody behind me. So I backed up a little bit, and he pulled uh, in front of me, and he stuck his hand up, and I said. Oh, no, he didn't just flip me off after I let him out. So the light changed. He took a right, and I took a right and stopped it and pulled up beside him, and he looked over at me, and I flipped him off, and he and he had this puzzled look on his face. He stuck his hand up. He had one finger. <laughs> I just kind of let off the gas and slid down in the seat uh -huh. as far as I could, yeah. as as I could go. So yeah. I said, okay, Lord, I get it. Mm -hmm. All right, so, you know? so, so Top Gun Logs, I, I saw something at the ramp this week that I've never seen before. And I, it, so I had my trailer back down, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm getting out of my truck, and a guy backs his trailer down. He's got a, a, an SUV. Right. Turns the car off, closes the door, and, and, and locks the doors to walk down to get his boat. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm going, why? You're, you're only going right there. <laughs> not I very mean, trusting, is he? Don't go anywhere near my crap. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, you did not just lock your door to go walk down there and get your boat. 
Uh, I was. Uh, uh, <laughs> what the what? What the what? What is he? What's he got in there, Top Gun? It's so. Yeah, important. You never know if he's got something in there that. I can promise you, if I if I was a police officer, I'd have been very suspicious. Got a zero laying on the See front some seat. Crazy I don't know. stuff down there. <laughs> yeah, the ramp. Crazy yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. No doubt. I just I've never seen anybody get out of there. Hey, this truck. uh, this middle aged lady, she uh. I had to go to the hospital. She had a heart attack, and uh, during the, they were working on her, and she said, Lord, is this it for me? And she was this voice that says, uh, don't worry. You've got 30, 40 more years to go. So she recovers from the surgery and everything, and she gets out of the hospital, and she says, if i got 30 more years to go, I'm going to get some work done. So she goes back in the hospital and gets every kind of plastic surgery done, you can have done, eyes redone, neck lift, tummy tuck, breast enlargement, uh, hip replacement, <laughs> butt cheek implants, everything, right? She's in the hospital like three months, Mercy. finally gets gets out of the hospital and looking good, and she's walking out to her car, and a bus runs over and kills her. Oh she God. goes to uh, heaven. And she sees the Lord, and she says, what, what the what? You, you said I had 30, 40 more years to live uh, a year ago. Lord looks at her and says, uh, sorry about that. I didn't recognize you. baby! That's pretty good. Okay, I like that. I like that one. Yeah, that was a good was, one. That was, <laughs> That's good. That was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. wasn't bad. I mean, he that got funny. better. That was but funny. It wasn't bad. It still, hey, still uh, made me laugh. Is, I'm on the patch. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Here, a couple things this week before we go to a yes. break on our Facebook page and Instagram page, by the way, folks. Uh, we're on Instagram. Yes, it's big news, but all you got to do is go to, when you go to the Instagram, just go The Outdoor Show. Mm-hmm. Okay, the outdoor show, and you can follow us. And then when you go to Facebook, like us, and you can check it out on either page. On our Facebook page this week, uh, <laughs> we had a couple good things. Uh, one post said, "Did you know what Captain Kirk calls yeah, yeah. this?" Uh-huh. Yep. And and that would have been buckwheat with an F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's post. Did you guys see that big old giant massive stud of a buck on our welcome to the I saw that. Yep. Nimnick Family Dealerships Outdoor Show. Yes. Whose property is that? Okay. That is at a property that is in Illinois, and this is a giant buck. And I was talking to Dave Edwards about this picture because he's the one who sent it to me. And we were texting back and forth. And this is at a property in Illinois, and it's a property that he manages. And and those places like Illinois and Iowa, a lot of the farmland is up on top of the ridges. Mm-hmm. And then so you have these fingers that kind of jut off of it. Well, they planted this whole area at the top where with corn. Well, you see this opening. It's like a little, like a runway, right? Mm-hmm. And what they did is they left or mowed the corn that connected these two fingers at its closest point. So it was a kind of a natural a natural pathway, I guess you could say, for deer. And then once they mowed it, a little area in the standing corn, it became literally a super highway for deer. Right. And, and so they put the trail cameras on it, and Dave said it's been unbelievable 
the amount of mature bucks that they have been getting in daytime hours, as you can see from this picture. And this one is a monster, absolute monster. Yeah, so wanna... it, it is. It's 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 uncanny, isn't it, Jeff? I was talking to uh, Brother James about this. Just the the daytime pictures you get now. It's just awesome. And as mm -hmm. soon as soon as they lose that velvet, as soon as they go hard horned. They 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 change into a different animal. They literally do, you know. They they change their home range. They change their core area. They change what they do. It's it's yeah. it's just the weirdest thing, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, like South Carolina. That's yeah. You know, I mean, we talked about this last week. You know, obviously it's hot. It's a terrible. You know, it's it's no fun to hunt in weather like that. But you can certainly pattern a buck. At this time of year, now, you know, they're getting ready to go hard horn here in the next week. So it, it, it's just weird how they change like that. But if I was in South Carolina on deer stand right now, I would be happy, happy, happy. Yeah, I know. This yep. morning, this There's probably a few beautiful. people sitting this morning. I, I'm sure oh, there is. Oh, I guarantee you. The only hey, thing Kevin, been... when, before we take a break, when does bow season open in Georgia? Next weekend. Oh, yeah. Next weekend. Yep. Can you imagine if today was opening? No, I yeah, I, I, I can't uh, because I've looked at it. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty next weekend, but it's gonna be hot in the afternoons. Yeah, uh, the, the morning times are gonna be fine, but you better uh, bring more than one thermocell. No, ain't no doubt. It's as bad as I've ever seen. No, it. Ain't, 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 ain't no doubt about that. Right, you let's, let's take a break. Let's take a break, and I just want to remind everybody that uh, hey, when you need any kind of HVAC work. There's only one place to call, and that's Thigpen. Joey and Mike, they do a great job. Yeah, they do. And they've been taking care of us for years. A long I mean, time. Years. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why is because they're dependable, and they do great work at a great price. So Thigpen Heating and Cooling, 904-448-1962 uh, for Thigpen Heating and Cooling. back to the Mimic 7A Outdoor Show. If you've got a job to do and you need the right equipment, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny, your home of Kubota. And most importantly, all the attachments that go on the Kubota, all the land pride attachments, and they make everything from bat wing mowers to box blades to uh, you name it, they make it. I mean, anything you can put on the back of a tractor and in a lot of cases on the front of a tractor, you can get from Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road. You know, uh, I, was, guys, I, was, I, was, uh, I was talking to some guys this week, you know, about yeah. tra tractors and implements. And if I, everybody's always like, what would you do if you hit the lottery? Here's the one thing that I would do if I hit the lottery. I would buy a tractor per implement. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, you didn't have to change your mouth. Exactly. I We'd have to touch that PTO again. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I hate just, it, too. I mean, you, you better put your gloves. I mean, you know, I know Parker's probably laughing at me right now, right? Um but, but changing implements out just stinks, oh, man. I hate if it. By your, when you're by yourself, Jeff, it ain't easy. Ball paint hammer, mallet, <laughs> yes, exactly. and a pair of gloves and, and lots of, of grease. Yep, yep, yep. It's it, it, it it's just it's, you know they they actually have an attachment system and and we have one and it's uh, it's awesome and folks if you if you have a tractor and you and you're you're like that you're tired of changing the attachments on the back it's called like a quick attach system. And if you go to uh, take a turf trip out there and talk to the folks at Coastal Equipment, they can tell you all about it. And so you can save yourself a lot of headache mm -hmm. by having that quick attach system. 
Uh, still a pain in the behind. It's still a pain. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, we have one. Uh, it, yep. So I'm always beating on it. Anyway, is that Maddie? Maddie? Maddie's on the line? Is yes. this the granddaughter? Good morning, Maddie. No, no, no this is a different Maddie. <laughs> ah. Oh, we love the name, though. That's right. Thank you. I, I listen to your show all the time, and I figured you're the experts, and you could tell me. I saw a, a doe mm-hmm. last week and a newborn um, baby mm-hmm. with her, and I didn't know that they give birth so late in the year, and I thought you guys would tell me whether or not that was unusual. It was right in my backyard. It was so cute, and it still had all the spots, but the poor little thing could hardly stand up, which is normal when they're <laughs> newborn. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this was this was like within the last week? Yes, okay. yes, about three or four days ago. Yeah. I think it was the 31st of August. It, and you're, you're, you live in Jacksonville? Yes, I uh, live uh, on the south side okay. over in Deerwood. So, so Florida has a, a very strange rut. Um, it's which is breeding season. Yes, okay. which is breeding season. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Yeah, um, I, and, I and it's 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 kind of what we've always called a trickle rut, um, where yeah. there's really it, it's what Jeff. It usually starts in August around well, here. It, yeah, it can, it, Maddie. It can start in August, but it's interesting in that you know when deer have their breeding season if for example a doe goes on bread then she actually will come back into heat once again like 30 days later mm-hmm. and oh. so and then all of a sudden if she doesn't get bread the second time they say that they, she will come back into heat again mm-hmm. another 30 days later so you know, it is possible to where you have some that are bred extremely late, much later than normal. So, but it is normal to see a fawn with spots in the summertime. Some some fawns lose their spots later than others, but it's a beautiful sight. It truly is. Yes, it oh, is. it's absolutely gorgeous. But because the legs were so wobbly, that's when I figured it was truly newborn. <laughs> Probably and it was. was. And it was nursing right there. Yeah. Was, oh, that's cool. The they they always look oh, fun. They so look... cool, and it was so cool. I didn't get my my camera, my phone to take a picture. I was so fascinated by this beautiful sight, beautiful little doe, a, a, a little fawn. But I thought you would tell me because I thought, oh, oh, that that fawn is in trouble because it's so late in the season. No, you'll be fine. Yeah. No, she'll she'll be fine, and, and in an area like Deerwood, where you probably don't have as much uh, or as many predators, uh, you'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. But I I have a, a herd that comes by here. Every so often there's about seven of them. I've seen as many as 11, but that was last year. So they they have free range. Oh, there's <laughs> they, a lot of deer I, in those woods back none there. predators they have are people. <laughs> yeah, yep. they, they, they love hedges. <laughs> Yes, I love my hedges. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you were able to tell me that because I was worried about the no, thing. No, it'll be fine. Thank, thank you for listening. Oh, I love listening to you. Never miss you. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, you fellas. Have too, a Maddie. great holiday. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, that by the way, speak, speaking of holiday, uh-huh. and uh, because, I mean, look, we love holidays, and, <laughs> and you always need an excuse to cook. Really? And 
well, full of Monday's Labor Day. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just let just an FYI, putting in that putting it out there that uh, I was at Publix the other day. Okay, and and so I, as I'm in Publix, you know, I'm going in there. I got some chicken because last night we did some uh, uh, boneless chicken thighs on the grill. Mm-hmm. And so I said, all right, I'm going to get some St. Louis ribs because we're going to do some ribs too. And there was only one rack of St. Louis ribs that were out there. And so I go ask the guy in the meat department, I said, hey, do you got any more St. Louis ribs? And he says, he says, yeah, he says, just a, an FYI, he says, come back on Thursday. He says, we're putting them on sale this weekend for, uh, for the holiday. So if anybody has a hankering or an urge to cook some St. Louis ribs, they're on sale at Publix, at Publix. just a little yeah. public public service announcement so I, there. I, I, when I picked up breakfast this morning from Chef Gordon, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, so what are your plans today? And he goes, oh, I'm getting ready to crank up the smoker. I'm like, oh, you got people coming over today? He goes, no, I'm cooking for Monday. <laughs> I'm like, you're getting ready to crank up the smoker at, at 6 a.m. on Saturday? To cook, yeah. to cook for Monday? Must be a pile of food. Holy. <laughs> wow. I was like, wow, man, he, he loves it. Oh, my gosh. That's, he's a cooking fool. Yeah. Yeah, he he, um, he he absolutely loves it. So well, speaking of the yeah, holiday weekend, yes, I didn't know if you guys knew this. This weekend is free fish weekend. Is it really? Yeah, you don't need a fishing license to fish in saltwater this weekend. Huh. Yep. I'm glad you. I, I had no idea. Yep, state of Florida and the FWC um, are going to give us the nod this weekend. So if you want to go out and take your kids on the beach or go to the pier or wherever, go out in your boat. You never fished here before and you want to do it and experiment and try it and get do to do it, it for free. free. Huh. Don't need a fishing license just this weekend. Mm. Yes. I like it. Yeah. That's, that's good. It's good that they do that. Yeah, sure it is. is. It's cool. They do it a couple times a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you can get more people involved and maybe make a fisherman for a lifetime out of it, I mean, it's good for revenue because, okay, now you've got somebody that converted. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's good. It can encourages people to get outdoors. Yeah, and you know? and what what a what an awesome weekend to surfish, you oh, know. Gosh, a, li- be a, li- awesome. a little bit of northeast wind. Those mullets start. You said you've seen a lot of mullet on on the beach, Jeff. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been they've been running down running down the beach. There's yeah, no uh, doubt. Let me ask you this: within cast net range, dude. I'm talking like uh, inches. Like literally, I can almost uh, lob a little a little shell into them i mean literally okay, it's like okay. right they're like right out you know because a lot of times when you get that higher tide you get that little trough and yep. so there's not a whole lot of waves right on the beach yep i mean they're they're right in that little trough which is literally you can take three or four steps out and you're like right amongst them that's 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 the time to go out there is, in your front it, yard and throw man, cast folks, net. If you don't have anything to do this yeah. weekend go surf fishing man, man just, it'd be a blast just, all you need is like a four six foot cast net a five gallon bucket some tackle I guarantee rod and reel, you. you know what I mean, Jeff. And, and it's just as simple. It's just a fish finder rig, probably thirty pound fluoro. Yeah, Kirk. Yep. And I, I love to use a kale hook, like a two watt kale hook. You'll catch anything this anything time of year. Anything this time of year. Trout, flounder. Yes. Black oh, yeah. drum, reds. Yes. They're going to be eating on it, these doggone finger mollies. Absolutely, man. And just uh, you know, you don't you don't even need an aerator for your five gallon bucket. Just put like six baits in there. Yeah. You know. And, what, and did, did you call that an aerator? I did. <laughs> Aerator? Kirk, did you catch that? I didn't catch it. 
He aerator. said aerator. 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 It's a Freudian slip. Aerator. 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 I mean, tomato, tomato. Yeah. I think I heard some. I heard a few slips this morning. I heard. I think I heard the BS thing come out a little while ago. I think. I think that was two weeks in a row we've had an accident. I think we've had a few Freudian slips here. At least I just. My pronunciation wasn't correct. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> we didn't need to get the ivory soap Air, out. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I said bull chips earlier. Yeah, bull chips. Yeah, yeah me there's, too. It's a type of potato chip. <laughs> yep. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show with Jeff Longham and Captain Kirk Waltz. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back. Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Hey, look, if you're looking to add a room to your house, all you have to do is call Shark Coatings. And what I mean by that is that so many people have a garage, it's just a, it's just a clutter of junk. <laughs> That's what a garage is for. I know. I mean, it, it can be for that, I but know. I mean, clear the clutter out. And how do you do that? Get if you call Shark Coatings and have them come out and take a look at your garage and let them show you what they can do to your garage... I'm telling you, you will clear out the clutter because what they will do to your garage will transform it into an absolute thing of beauty and you will take pride in cleaning it. So for all you ladies out there and you're tired of your husband just collecting junk in your garage, call Shark <laughs> Coatings, have him come out and trust me, he will be a changed man. He will now treat the garage like it is a big room in the house and mm -hmm. his man cave. I'm his telling you, it'll change it. Put a TV anyway, out there. TV, uh -huh. dartboard, <laughs> dining table. It <laughs> sounds like Steve's garage. Keep, keep my floor clean. Oh, man. You fished this week? I did. I fished a couple times. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was good, but it was a challenge. Challenge, yeah. You know, we caught black drum. Um, mango snappers, flounder, ladyfish. Couldn't couldn't find any bull reds the last couple of trips. Yeah, they they um they they had, they had a good week on the bull reds, but the the uh, yesterday the kingfish went off on the beach. Did they really? I mean, like like crazy numbers. Talking to the guys yesterday, mm. um, you know, because nobody could really go offshore because you had that little northeast wind starting yesterday morning. So really fished the beach, you know, and they said it was. Pogies? Oh, oh God, the pogies were everywhere yesterday. Yeah, Boy, the, every, the guys every, ran everywhere. all the way down to the poles down to Atlantic Beach yesterday. And then they came back, and then one of them went up to Nassau, and they didn't see any pogies. Nope. None. Yep. No pogies, no, no greenies. They're, they're stacked up in St. Augustine. So, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know. And, and, and I'll tell you this about that. Um, a lot of guys that are bull red fishing – are going into Salt Run first because they're, it's loaded with two to three inch pogies. Oh, those are money. Oh, oh yeah. For trout and reds yeah, trout, and mangoes. Reds, flounder, mangroves. They bull reds. tear them up, buddy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it's 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 been a good week for that. Um, you know the the tarpon fish has just been awful, but the they it's been a it's been a great year on the bull reds in St. Augustine, which is kind of kind of strange for us. You know? I hooked three of those things yesterday, um, fishing at the jetties, and the sharks ate all three of them. No kidding, all three of them. Yeah, I've you, got. You couldn't get them in the boat, Jeff. I, I got a 
a, a cousin that I saw on Thursday by the name of Michael Hughes, and he said, Michael still loves to surf. And he's like, okay. he's like, would you please quit talking about sharks. <laughs> the tiger sharks and sharks eating other sharks and sharks eating kingfish? He goes, dude, he goes, I want to go surfing without worrying about sharks. Puckered up. But I'm like, Michael, you've been surfing your whole life. I mean, there's, there's always been sharks there. But always, yeah, always. But I, and 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 we've had this conversation before. I, I mean, you know, I I would go years without seeing a bull shark. Yeah, I know. I mean, years, Jeff. And now, no, now if you if you don't see one, it's uncommon. Well, the thing is, too, mm-hmm, for yeah. years we'd go out there and fish the party grounds. You know, the the nine miles and in, mm-hmm. and yeah. never see a sandbar shark. Never. You'd have to go to the 100 line to find a sandbar That's shark. That's right. And now they're piled up in there. Yeah, I 50, agree. 50, 60 feet of water. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seriously seen sharks eating sharks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yes. The shark will eat a shark in a heartbeat. Yeah. Huh. I've never seen that. Yep. I saw sharks this summer, and I, I've, I've not seen that very often at all, eat barracudas. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've, and, I've had them eat barracudas this year, too. And just eat the fire out of them, yep. and you're going... That's got to be nasty. Yeah, and I had a Goliath grouper grab a barracuda. Huh. Have, you, have you noticed the lack of numbers of kudas? Yeah. <laughs> There's not as many as there used to be. They're getting eaten. They're getting eaten. Absolutely. You know, they now, used see, to. A couple years ago, we were talking about how the barracuda on the wrecks were just brutal. Heinous. Yeah. Heinous. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you know, and, 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 and Jeff, we, um, for the most part, we don't fish around a lot of structure. This time of year, because because of the kudas, you know. Now, look, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that get on your boat. They're like, "Dude, I'd love to catch a barracuda." If you've never caught one before, mm-hmm. it's a it's a cool fish. I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a great fight. They do all kinds of crazy jump stuff. out of the water, tail walk. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Mean, they, they put on a show. They, they absolutely put on a show. Um, but you know, we we don't we don't fish around that kind of structure. Slow trolling, Jeff, unless somebody really wants to, you know, catch a barracuda. But mm-hmm. For the most part, there you know, whenever you pull over that structure, you used to look down and see hundred. Yeah, it looked like cordwood. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, up. and they're they're still there. Don't get me wrong, but it's they're they're definitely not in the numbers that, that they used to be. I mean, they're they're um they're 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 prey now. You know, I mean, yeah. between mm-hmm. seriously between Goliath groupers and sharks, and I mean they they're. They're getting eaten. Yeah, that's fair game. <laughs> Everything's out there fair game, yeah, man. Sandbars and bulls are like, yeah. I mean, that bull shark we caught in the St. John's River the other day up by Blunt Island. He was big. That was a big shark. That I was. Mean, big. I mean, the, those pictures were like, oh my that's god, an eight nine foot shark way up the river. Yeah, you know, you landed it. Oh yeah, he was. He showed us the pictures last Saturday. Remember? He was yeah, up yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think it was that big. I thought you were saying. Oh, like that's five huge. Or six feet. No, no, no. We're talking eight, eight foot, easy eight foot. Whew. We got him right up to the boat. I mean, you're talking about a head that's, that. That's a big shark. It yeah, is a big shark. Eighteen inch wide head. Mm-hmm. It's a big animal. Yep. What What's the biggest, the biggest bull shark like ever recorded? I mean, they're not. They They don't get like fourteen feet or anything uh, like that. No, right? I no, I, I I mean, I think the ones that we're seeing, you know, offshore. They're, they're full grown, bro. You know what I mean? I mean, because yeah. I, I think a bull shark, it, it kind of reminds me of like a, 
Well, a lot of fish, you know, like a cobia or a, a redfish, they, they don't really grow longer. They grow fatter. Huh. Yeah. Largest bull shark caught on rod and reel weighed 771 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's about right. So how long is that? Um, it's as big as a mini sub. I'm thinking. Like lengthwise. Like, like 12 feet? Out of curiosity. Um, 11.5 feet. Okay. Bull okay. sharks range, according That's to this. Big. Yep. From seven to eleven and a half feet, and can weigh from two hundred to five hundred pounds. And the females get. I mean, bigger. eleven and a half feet. I mean, that's. I mean, Kirk, how big was that great white that we saw? Oh, when I, we were offshore with me, you, and Steve, fourteen. It, it was gigantic. Jeez, it was like looking at a sub going that in is, and out of the boat. That is crazy. It was gigantic. Right. I mean, so I mean, to have a bull shark, I mean, eleven, eleven and a half feet. I mean, that's that's close to fourteen. I mean, that's big. Yeah. I mean, that's really big. I mean, you know, wow. it, it, you just think about, uh, Jeff, you, you think about the area that we're talking about, okay? And and when, now we've, we've got these reports are basically all the way from St. Simons to the Keys, right? How much food can they eat? You know what I mean? I mean, you take, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's got to be 10, 15 of them just on, on nine miles south. You, I, I, yeah. If they live there. They they got to be eating everything, including snapper or or whatever, you know. And and it and they know once we get there, they're like, oh, this is going to be easy meal now. Well, according to Wikipedia, bull sharks have no real threat. Nothing eats the bull sharks. The tiger sharks don't mess with them. Great whites might attack them. But the only, they said the, the only, largest the threat only, to a bull shark is human. Is you? That's right. Humans. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Hey, um, I'm um, I just I found found this article. On uh, National Geographic, and I wanted to read this. This is pretty cool stuff. There was a uh, marine ecologist named Neil Hammerschlag. Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> can you, can you, can like you pronounce that, that again? Yeah, Please. it does. Yes, Hammerschlag. 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 Okay. Okay, Neil Hammerschlag. He caught and released a lot of sharks in his day. He said, but the most memorable was a thousand-pound female bull shark. And he named her Big Bull. Okay. Uh, he said, it literally took my breath away. Hammerschlag, director of the Shark Research and Conservation Program at the University of Miami. Quote, it wasn't so much the length, but the girth. Mm-hmm. It had this neck that was like bulging, like a wrestler. End quote. Most bull sharks around, uh, around seven, seven feet long. Big Bull was 10 feet long. Mm. Okay, so... Um, when Hammerschlag and his team took non-invasive blood and tissue samples of the bull shark, which was caught in 2012 off Marathon, a city in the Florida Keys, her blood chemistry indicated that she had recently given birth. Despite years of searching, no one has reported another sighting of Big Bull. But an incredible turn of events, three bull sharks caught and sampled along the Florida coast in recent years were found to be the offspring of the legendary Mama sh- uh, Shark. Come on. Yes. Yes. Really? How, how cool is that? Wow. Okay. I don't know. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you... I, I, I just had a curiosity. I don't know if there's even any way of knowing. you just cur- it's just curious. I mean, how many, how many offspring did she have in her lifetime? Oh, it'd be amazing. It'd be, it'd be awesome to know. I don't mm-hmm. know if we would ever 
be able to find out. I mean, we're, you're talking about a a 10-foot, 1,000-pound bull shark. I mean, Kirk, have you ever caught the small ones? Yeah. They are aggressive little dudes, man. They say, I mean, I'm looking at this on the internet right now, and they say bull sharks are the most aggressive one out there next to a great white. Oh, I, mean, I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. You, I don't mess with them. No, absolutely not. I mean, I don't. No. You, I don't mess with any of them. It's just bad news, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. All right, folks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, there's only one place to go. Go see my good buddy Mark Helmick at Claude Nolan Cadillac. And obviously, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, I've told you I've done it numerous times, go in there tell them what you're looking for. And, and look, don't get in a hurry. It's not, it's not like they're going to do it overnight, but if you give them a couple weeks, they'll find exactly what you want at the exact price, exact mileage at Claude Nolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. Give us a call, 641 1010 right here on the Nimnik Chevy Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Since 1979, folks, CH Marine Construction has been in operation and providing construction on docks, bulkheads, boat houses, doing retaining walls, custom projects, you name it, they do it at CNH Marine Construction and I have firsthand experience with them on multiple occasions. Outstanding work at a quality price. And seriously, when I say quality price, they do a fair job at a very fair price and the work is outstanding. Ah, you guys know that. You've seen my docks I've seen that it. I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. They do great work. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> You don't need a dock now. Unfortunately, they had to do a lot of work after uh, Hurricane Matthew. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. Hopefully, we can we can all remain hurricane free <laughs> absolutely for the, rest of the year. Yep, yep. And uh, thoughts and prayers for all those folks. I, I talked to my buddies in Louisiana, and, and um, their 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 houses were were okay, you know, but they were not expecting to have power for over two weeks. They said it is blazing hot yeah that's one yeah. thing i've heard that heat's been unbearable oh my gosh yeah so um you know and, and and i was i was i was watching you know the news and stuff on that jeff and i was i was thinking about you know even if you i, I don't know let's just say that you had an extra 15 gallons 20 gallons of of gas and you're you're out of electricity for two weeks well what gas? I mean, it's not going to last you two weeks, right? No. No. Okay. So, so you in. can run a generator for a little while, um, but then after that, if the gas stations aren't open for miles and miles and miles, I mean, you, you, you and and they won't let you get out and travel. I mean, you just sit in the heat. I guess I I, I don't know. Well, I remember when well, my folks were were hit with Hugo in '89. Yeah. And it shut the power down up in Charleston for weeks, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any power. Right. I mean, and the, the gas stations were not pumping gas because they had no electricity right. to that's, pump. Right, I guess that's my point. Yeah. So uh, you had to bring it in. And we, we would bring in tanks of gas, water, ice. I brought them a generator. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough gig. Yeah. I yeah. feel, I yeah, feel for those people. Yeah, they say that the gas stations all around the surrounding areas, obviously, are starting to run short because, you know, everybody's – going where they can get fuel and then loading up a ton, you know, to take it back to the places where there's none available. Exactly. 
Yeah. So, yeah, and hopefully uh, everybody's going to make it through okay, and, yep. and then things will start to get back to a little normalcy. But, man, that's a, that, that's a tough place to be. I mean, that place has taken, has taken the whip quite a few times. Yeah, oh, that's, 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 I mean, three that. It, they had four last year. Yeah, they had four last year, yeah. And it, this one was just a monster. Yeah, this one, this one was awful. I mean, what did you, they say? One like 155 miles an hour. Yeah, when that thing came sustained. Ashore? Well, I remember. I, mean, I, I was just, watching. Yeah, the, I mean, wow. Yeah, I was watching the Weather Channel, and they had one of the parish's sheriffs on the phone, and they were talking to him during the storm, and he said, "Yeah, we just lost the the wind vane," and and they said, "Well, what was it blowing at?" And he said, "Well, it was." Yeah. The last time we looked at it, it was 142 miles an hour, and it's gone now. He said, we have no idea. Did you, they were in a bunker. Did you did you see the picture that I sent to you with Jim Cantori? I did. I, I, did, did you understand? I took that <laughs> off TV because we were watching it live, okay? And, you know, Cantori's doing the – The drama thing. The drama thing, you know? And, 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 and the, 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 the Cajun boy – Electric worker was in the background with like a t-shirt on and shirt jeans, just standing there. And then he did Jeff live TV. Okay, he did a cartwheel behind him. It was really? the funniest yeah, thing. This big fat guy doing a cartwheel behind him. And, 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 and is standing there acting like he's yes, like hard to stand up because the wind is so bad. The guy doing a cartwheel behind I him. I cannot believe that the cameraman. I can't I, seriously. I, I can't believe he didn't shut it off and go, "Hey, we." We can't do this because he is—he is total drama of what's going on. The wind's blowing, and the guy in the bucket truck in the background is just like standing there, That's like too funny. <laughs> it was That's awesome. Perfect. I had to—I had to pause. I was sitting there watching it with with our, our, my good buddy Johnny Roach, and I'm like, Johnny, stop that TV for a second because I got to take a picture of this. It was, and That's... then when he did the cartwheel. It was it was fantastic, you know. It's That's like too funny. Really, uh, guys. How many times? How many times have they caught? And look, we're not trying to say that they didn't have a serious no. you know, thing going on in New Orleans. We're just kind of laughing at the the Weather Channel folks because you know, obviously, they're trying to create as much drama as they possibly can because yeah. I guess that helps their ratings or whatever. But they, but you'll see them, and then they'll be at a place, for example, to where. You know, the wind might be blowing really fast, uh-huh. and let's say 50, but then they'll find some place to where it's like squeezing between two buildings and it might be going 70. Right, absolutely. You know, and they, and they stand right there just for, you know, for effect and to make it look dramatic. And oh, yeah, drop down to a three-point stance like they're getting blown over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you go to Google and you search, you know, <laughs> weather channel reporters made fun of, you'll... you'll yeah find all kinds of video like what kevin like you saw yeah yeah and and uh again terrible storm i mean but but yeah. jim oh, can't jim ain't standing out there in 150 mile an hour winds okay you we're, know what i mean yeah we're not trying to make light of a bad situation absolutely but not. some of it just gets a little but it, ridiculous it, it was it was just funny that guy in the background Rain's coming down <laughs> Come on, man. Really? Uh, I'm like, did you get drama uh, class for that? You uh, got a D? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, but man, I'm 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 glad we can we can laugh. But I mean, I I I I told those guys, you know, because they're good friends of mine. I was like, man, y'all stay in touch, and 
and um, and yeah. they did. They did. They you know so. Yeah, God bless God, him, man. God bless him, man. I know our prayers go out to him. Absolutely, I know it's a tough gig, man. It is. That is no fun. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, you, you know, you you just said it. What a monster of a storm, you know, and and then it and then it just. I, I don't know if y'all just kept up with the the, the rainfalls like in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, they Pensacola got hammered for for days after it went past Louisiana. I mean, it just kept coming up through Pensacola. I mean, I think it got. I mean, just tons and tons of rain. So. The picture I saw that was incredible was those those giant metal yes. high tension power line mm-hmm. poles, you know the ones that are yep. planted in the grounds with the giant concrete footers. Yep. Just, just pushed it over. Yep. I mean, yeah, we were, you know, we were in New Orleans a couple weeks ago, you know, because yeah. the Jaguars played the Saints, and uh, and New Orleans very quiet. I mean, usually New Orleans is pretty. Pretty busy, but with the the pandemic and everything, I think it's obviously changed a little bit. So then last weekend we were in Dallas, and so we're having to fly back to Jacksonville mm-hmm. from Dallas. And I'm, of course, I'm sitting there going, "How are we going to do this?" Right? Because there's this massive hurricane that just came ashore that morning in Louisiana, and so here we got to take a plane. And so I was real curious to see how we were going to get back to Jacksonville. Well, we looped way to the north on this plane, on this return trip to Jacksonville to go all the way around the hurricane. Wow. And then to come back into how Jacksonville. Much, how so much longer of a flight longer. was it? I didn't keep track of okay. it, but it, I mean, it felt like maybe a half an hour, you know, right. uh, longer than maybe what it should have been from Dallas direct to Jacksonville. Wow. But yeah, I was real curious about that because, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, can you fly over the top of a hurricane if you're on a commercial plane? You know, can they go up up and, and is there... I don't know. That's a good is, question. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that works. Like, do, the, do the, the effects of the hurricane, would it be even up above the hurricane if you were trying... That's a good you question. Fly? Because you always hear about Hurricane Hunter planes flying oh, into oh, a yeah. hurricane. You know, can you fly over it? I mean, I don't know. We're we're not pilots. <laughs> no, I'm, that's yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm just a guy on an outdoor show. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's <laughs> let's take a break, and we come back. Uh, we've got a ring power tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the ring power cat tip of the week. <laughs> Hey, can, 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 I, can I can I just stop you just for a second? Yeah. Okay. Because we got invited on a dove hunt at Parker's a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And Dogman didn't say anything to us, right? And he's like, oh, "I'm going to go sit over here." And so, I mean, Jeff's like, "Pow, pow, 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 pow," mm. and I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" And I look over there, and he's got the secret weapon out. He didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We got snookered on yes, that deal. Yes, did, dude. I'm like, what is that thing over there? Yeah, what's it's, Yeah. You got one glued up on the wire up there? <laughs> no. Sneak no, attack, not what a, that was. It was It was a, what is called a mojo voodoo dub. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm telling you. Oh, it works. It works. It is a battery-powered... It's a it's a dove that sits on a on a stick or on a pole that comes with the dove, and it's 
got a little electric motor and it runs on like a little nine volt battery or double A's. I don't know what, what they are exactly. So I mean, I kind of had two different ones and two different kinds of batteries. But anyway, on each side of this Dove body, you have these wings and it, this electric motor turns and one side of the wing is a kind of a dark green and the other side is a white. So when it when it turns, it gives the impression, it literally looks like a, a bird or a dove is flapping its wings and landing. Mm -hmm. And so dove are a social bird. So when they see one area that has a lot of dove landing at it, they go over there because they assume that's where the food and that's where the party is. Mm -hmm. And so I had this thing and I'm <laughs> telling you, they would literally, you would see them make eye contact with that mojo voodoo dove and then they would turn away from other people and come over towards me and i was getting all the shots yes you awesome yeah yes you were awesome yeah yeah we were getting spanked and, and the reason we do that uh, did that is to today is opening day of, uh, of dove season big tradition in georgia jeff um i mean there's there's gonna be a lot of people in the fields today there will be a lot of shooting today, and it should be fun. And that's your Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week, folks. If you want to learn more, go to ringpower.com because they have the youngest fleet in the industry to help your bottom line out and continue to operate your job at a high level and productive as ever. All right, so my question to you guys, because when I clicked on that link on our Facebook post, mm -hmm. I get taken to the page where the Mojo Dove is at. Right. And so I'm like, all right, so I'm checking it out. And then I scroll down to the bottom to see what other things that they have kind of, you know, because they always say when you when you go to a page, you say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy or look at potentially buying this. And then they say, hey, you also might like this product since you're on this page. They're trying to sell you more stuff. And so I, I see this thing that's called a Haydell's game call, a dove call. A dove call? What? A dove call. What? Yeah, yeah. That's, that was my exact <laughs> yeah. comment. What? What? So, do you guys know of anybody that has used a a dove call? Um, um I, I will I will tell you this. I, I've I've seen guys call doves with their mouths. Really? Yeah. I I, I have I've witnessed it. You know, like like a lot of times, Jeff, when you're you're sitting in a field. A lot of times the doves will fly to the nearest trees or something yeah. to kind of check everything out before they and and I have I have seen guys yes call doves before. I mean, you sound like a real light owl call. All right, so I know I mean, Parker's listening because uh, he just sent me a text, okay, uh -huh. with our group text, and he said that the dove might might have come to my mojo dove because of shiny things that other people had near them. And he said, so the other people might have scared him away. Uh -huh. So I'm asking Parker, because I know he'll respond. Has he, has he heard of anybody using a, a dove call? Well, it, it, it's got four and a half stars. Hey, Dale's yeah, game call. I know, but I mean, yeah. you know, in today's day and age, do we believe the star rating system? Okay, but have you, yeah. Jeff, have, have, have you ever called quail? No. Um, I do it all the time. Really? Oh, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Oh, you get a little. Oh, you the whistle. Get, yeah. It's all you have to do and stand still, and they will mm -hmm. come. They will come directly to you. Huh. I promise. Yeah, but I mean, I, when you when you're a dove hunting though, right? These these birds are flying at Mach thirty. 
Okay. I mean, I get it like with duck calls. I mean, I, I could see it, right? I mean, ducks. Yeah. But I mean, hey, a dove call. Don't knock it till you try it. Somebody was... call us. Somebody call the outdoor hey. show, 904 641 1010. If they know of or personally have used a dove call and have had success with it, I'd love to know. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a total skeptic to where I, I won't believe. I, look, I, if it works, hell, I'll buy anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, hunters, fishermen, and golfers will just about buy anything. Yes. Damn right. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but like I said, I, I have seen people call to doves that were in trees and had them fly down huh. at us. So, hmm. yeah. I thought the dove decoys were cool. You know, you throw them up on the power line and. Oh, those things are with funny. The, with the little string thing. Those, those, but I always get spooked throwing things on power lines. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I do. I just, I'm, I don't know enough about it to sling something up there and tie it off. Tie it off. <laughs> have you, have you I, guys, I, I'm more like the barbed wire fence. Yeah. I'll do that. You yeah. know. Have you guys seen or heard? I mean, people will go to literally, they will actually make fake power lines. Yeah. Just so that they can attract Dove to where they are. All right. So I just got a text from a friend of mine, Andy Graham. He said he has one, and he said it works. No way. Yep. At, what, ask him what kind he has. Okay, I will. Well, you just asked so, him. He's so listening. His name so. is Candy Graham? <laughs> Andy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That does pretty good, right? Yeah. Candy Graham? Yeah. Candy like Graham. Land Shark. Candy Graham. <laughs> Is that Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Land Shark? Uh, yes. <laughs> Kirk, I'm glad you got that reference. Yeah, yeah man. I, I was, got it. I was thinking of Tommy Boy. Housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Room service. <laughs> For the love of Candy Graham. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Right, let's take, let's... Before we take a break, let's go talk, talk to Gary this morning. Okay. Yeah. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How you doing? Good, sir? good. I wanted to ask you or Kirk a question about old Mike Scannon. I know you remember him. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I was out with him one time, and he uh, we, we hooked up. We were tarpon fishing, and we hooked up on a, uh, a hammerhead shark. Yes, sir. And him and Debbie just <laughs> sat down and started eating lunch and laughing and let me have that thing. Uh-huh. And he called it Kerosene Joe. Yes. Do you all remember that? Absolutely. I remember Kerosene Joe. Okay. Yes, sir. You were, you were, you were probably fishing off sawgrass. Um, yeah, yes, sure was. Absolutely. That's <laughs> that's where Kerosene Joe lived. And um, I, 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 I've, I've seen that shark uh, when I was with Mike and, and, and in my own boat. So, and, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of people, Gary, that caught Kerosene Joe. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine so, because he thought it was a big joke. <laughs> I had just retired from the Army and came back. Mike Scanlon was my uh, uh, track coach in high school. Oh, wow. And, and uh, we had won the state championship, the, I think the first track and field state championship in Jacksonville, Florida, mm -hmm. uh, way back when. And uh, when I got out of the Army, I went and looked him up. He was, uh, I think he was like the uh, uh, assistant principal at a, a Mayport Junior. He was a principal at Mayport, yes, sir. Oh, he's principal? Uh -huh. Okay, I, I remember he was one of the two. But yep. 
he got me out there in Dedgum, he got me hooked on fishing again, saltwater fishing, because I've been gone for 23 years. Mm-hmm. I got, I went out and got a boat. Of course, I, everything I got on it, I made sure Mike checked it first to make sure it was right. Yep. <laughs> I sure missed that old boy, I'll tell you. Yes, sir. I, I, I think about him a lot. Um, he, 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 he he was he was one of my dad's best friends, and uh-huh. when when I grew up, I mean, I, I fished with my dad in the creeks and and you know freshwater and stuff, and I wanted to get into saltwater fishing, and and dad was like, well, there's only one person that you know for for me to take you to, and he introduced me to Mike Scanlon when I was probably nine or ten years old, and um, it, it and 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 I grew up fishing with with Mike offshore, and then got my own boat. As a matter of fact, the first the first boat that I bought was a 19 foot Mako with twin 65 Mercury's, and it was the old Suzanne. Uh, oh, it, the old Suzanne. Yeah, it was the original yeah. Suzanne. What you call yep. it? The Green Wing. The Green Wing. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I, yep. I, I had that. I had that boat for a long time, and then um, when when Mike got sick, I I ran his I ran his charters for him out of his out of his CV. Which boat did uh-huh. you? Which boat did you fish? Did you fish out of the uh, the twenty foot Mako with the twin seventies? No, I had the CV. You had the CV. He had the CV. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That was. Uh, that was. That was. I mean, Kirk and I talk about it all the time. The, the way he kept that boat up was impeccable. It was Mike was the only oh, person oh. I knew that when he came home, mm-hmm. he stripped the boat. Stripped it. And you'd go by the house, yeah. and he'd have all the life jackets hanging on the fence, laying in the yard, drying out, and you'd be going. Every day, and he go every day, every day, and I'm like, yes, no sir. way I do that. <laughs> I I never do that. No. Uh, wow, Gary, th- thank you. You break you bring back some just awesome memories. Well, thank y'all. I love your show. Listen to it every Saturday morning. Thanks, brother. Have a great holiday. You too, man. Yes, sir. Six four one ten ten. Give us a call right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Captain Kirk Waltz. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Jeff Logman. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. St. Augustine. They're, they're still hiring, right? They're hiring. I, I, signing I told bonuses Patrick, and Yes, everything. sir. Absolutely. Signing bonuses. And, uh, st- I mean, starting out at like 15 bucks an hour. And, and, again, these are people that we know personally. I know the owners of that store. They're all great people, man. Are they giving a sign-on bo- bonus? No, they, it, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Sign yeah. on bonus. Sign on bonus. <laughs> at the restaurant. Yeah. That's wild. That would be a signing bonus, Kurt. Like sign just like on, professional sign, athletes. Sign you know, on here. Sign on here. Yeah. You sign on with us, we'll yeah. give you a bonus. Well, Jeff, some of us in the outdoor show have never had a sign on bonus. I've never before. got a sign. Have you ever got one? I've never gotten one. No, I've never you ever got one. one, Jeff? No. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm, you have. I know you've got a couple. Yeah. Sign uh, bonuses are good, man. <laughs> Free money. <laughs> oh, those, no days are, those days are long yeah, gone. Yeah, they're all long gone, aren't they, brother? <laughs> you, have, you have to work now. Now you're just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, pretty face, yeah. Uh, where are you Where are you sitting at? I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. I that. That's crazy. Yeah. You in the truck? Yeah. I'm sitting at the hilltop. I know you are. So, so In the uh, rocking chair. Can we, can, can, I mean, are we looking over a food plot or anything? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, this is one of the one of the first food plots that I put in, and I planted 
some sawtooth oaks going down the side of it and also some persimmons mm -hmm. and they're all like big and mature because I planted these things like 14 years ago, I guess. Yep. And uh, looking good and it's also a place we moved a stand. We had the stand in the, uh, what would have been the southwest corner. Now we moved it into the northeast corner. Mm -hmm. So now you can hunt it on any kind of a west wind. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place and it's one of the highest points on the property. So this is where I get my best signal. And I have my coffee. I have some zucchini bread. Yes, you guys are probably jealous of that. Mm -hmm. uh, not at all. And I have my 22 Magnum right beside Very me. Very nice in case, case the coyote comes by. You never know. You, you, you never know. Let me ask you just, just real quick and then we got to go to the phone lines. But I planted persimmons, I mean, right, right after... We, we uh, Carrie and I planted 25 persimmon trees, and they, and I would say 80% of them lived. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, of the, of that 80%, I'd say 30 of 30% have, have gotten pretty big. You know, yeah. the other ones are kind of scrawny, but they're still alive. Right. But not one of them's ever produced a persimmon. Really? Yeah. See, ours are like that at Fargo. You'll get one year of just incredible fruit, and then you'll get three years of nothing. Well, my wild persimmons now produce like crazy. But, we don't but produce the ones, that. the ones that I planted, Jeff, have never never produced a fruit. Yeah, I know that. Um, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, just probably talked to somebody, Alan, Alan Deese of uh, Wildlife Group, which he does, mm -hmm. and we and we need to get him on at some point. Mm -hmm. But uh, some of these trees, you need to plant them in clusters and that some of them produce fruit some year, some of them don't. Are yeah. they male? Are they female? Can they be both? I mean, it's so interesting to hear about trees and how they make fruit. It's just uh, yeah. it's definitely beyond my years. The one thing I will tell you in, the, uh, in this food plot, I sprayed my fields a couple, I don't know, probably a month ago. And sprayed them down with Roundup so that when you know the fall rolls around, you know we can. I do a no-till, no no-till drill planting. So, but I'm gonna have to spray them again. And the reason why is that it's been wet, and so when I sprayed them, these things died down. And then now they've actually had because we've had a lot of moisture, they are re-sprouting green weeds, and so huh. it's gonna need to be sprayed again. But I'm looking forward to today because the weather's gorgeous. Yeah, I'll bet. And gonna go uh, take uh, Tara and Taylor and and uh, walk the fields and see if we can find some sheds, mm -hmm. because when when the springtime rolled around and it became prime time for the deer to drop their antlers, the food plots had grown up so high that you couldn't find a lot of the sheds. So I found one with a tractor tire when I sprayed them mm. last, uh, you know, the last just a month ago. And so I'm going to go check all the fields today and see if I can find some more shed antlers. And then I'm probably going to load up the spray rig and respray these fields today as well. Gotcha. All right, let's go to uh, phone lines. Talk to Wayne this morning. Morning, Wayne. Good morning. How are y'all? We're good. Good. <laughs> hey, Kirk, this is Wayne Green. Hey, Wayne. Hey, uh, y'all were talking about cleaning the alligators last year. Yeah. Or last week. Huh? And I couldn't call you because I left the phone at home. But uh, I was going to tell you on that. But my daughter works at Fisherman's Dock, and she's been working there since she was 17. Mm -hmm. She is now 31. Uh, 
but when she was working over at the main store, and I think men owned it at the time, right? Uh, but uh, they brought some gators in, and when she was working over there, she had to help clean them. So I, I told my daughter, if I ever go out and get a small gator, she's going to have to clean it for me. <laughs> she just laughed about that one. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen uh, they've they've sent me some pictures from Fisherman's Dock before. Um, yeah. some, some folks that have brought some gators in and have them cleaned. Hey, by the by the way, yep. you know we we talked about that gator story. To actually, Tim <laughs> Ward called in and shared the gator hunt story from the Kissimmee River. Right, and he sent us the pictures and all that is that's posted up on our. We posted it on Thursday on our Facebook page. So if you want to see pictures of two giant gators check out our facebook yeah, page. that's cool all right yeah also uh just to let you know my daughter now manages uh fisherman's dock in st augustine huh. uh, she used to she used to manage the one in uh ponte Vedra, then uh she took the job down in st augustine so she manages a store down there in st augustine yeah uh but last night she brought me home from triple tail Oh, oh, nice. Very nice. Very good to eat. And, and I didn't know it, but I guess they're carrying it uh, in their stores now. Uh, I don't know. I know they carry it at the main store, but I don't know if she had them bring it over there or she got it, but she just told me, uh, texted me yesterday and said, that Dad, I'm bringing you home some triple tail tonight. Mm, that's some of the best eating yeah. fish you ever it, put it in is, your mouth, it man. Is, it's, it's fantastic. Don't ever turn your nose yeah. at that stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I, I was looking for different recipes, and I found one where it's got panko-crusted uh, uh, triple tail, and then it's got a sauce that you mess up you know, uh, with it and, uh, and all that. So I give Google right, and I'm going to try well, to the one that. The, the one thing that I, I will tell you about triple tail, it, it's, it's mild, so don't, yep. don't over-season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, all you do is salt and pepper on it mm-hmm. and uh, uh then you put it in uh, you bre- uh, mix it in egg then they put it in pancros uh pancros mm-hmm. uh, but they you have to let it sit you can't start baking it right away you have to let that set up for the crunch otherwise yeah uh, <laughs> when you try to cook them it all turns out to mush and then the sauce they make goes over it and it's got uh Olive oil and lemon and um, yeah. uh, on it and stuff like that, and cool. you just pour that up, pour that over the fish when you eat it. Man, yeah. we appreciate that, Wayne. We got it. We kind of backed up. We got a couple more calls. Got to get okay. to, but thanks, thanks for the call, buddy. All right, y'all have a great day. You too, Wayne. Thank you. All right, let's go to Marshall before we take a quick break. Oh, Marshall gone. Now we can take a break. Six four one. <laughs> And 10, if you want to call back, Marshall, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. America's Thirst Stop. Hey, handyman Travis, what's his phone number there, uh, Rain Man? 510-4020. 510-4020 for Handyman Travis. If you need any kind of work done around your house or farm or your boat. I mean, you <laughs> Fiberglass work. Travis can do it. <laughs> he can literally do it. Absolutely. 510-4020. Hey, just real quick, Jeff, before we go to the phone, I was going to ask, ask you, because I just asked Kirk this. Um, 
I went and saw my good buddy Lee Vogelsong, who mm-hmm. uh, owns you know a couple shrimp boats, and and uh, got some shrimp from him. But he his boats were down south, and they had a bunch of rock shrimp. So I'd I'd be very honest with you. I've never eaten rock shrimp, you know. Yeah. And have have you eaten much rock shrimp, Jeff? I have. You and have? They're okay. I mean, I, I don't think that. I mean, because some people rave up and down, and restaurants treat them like they're gold. I don't think. I mean, for me, give me Mayport shrimp. Yeah, I mean, because I got the Mayport shrimp too. But they they're 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 more rich. Yeah, they're rich and more, they're hard to get like out. Lobster. Yeah, yeah, they're exactly. They're, they're they're yeah. It's not it's not an easy clean. It's not. You no, it's know, a pain in the butt. You yeah. gotta have a little pair of scissors. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we enjoyed it. Um, we, you know, she did it over some linguine or something like that, and it was, um, it was outstanding. But I was just curious because um, I'd never eaten rock shrimp before. I can't believe it. Lived here my whole life and and never mm-hmm. eaten rock shrimp. So just curious. Yeah, it's just a little different. It I mean, is. It's a nice change. I mean, look. Uh, if uh, if I've got a choice between eating rock shrimp, Mayport shrimp, then I'm going to choose Mayport shrimp. Oh, yeah. But if it, but you know, if I've had Mayport shrimp two days in a row, and I'm gonna be like, you know what, I want something different. Mm-hmm. I'll try rock shrimp. Absolutely, yeah, it's, it's it's good. It, yeah. it is. It's definitely sweeter, more like a lobster, right. Than a yeah. And it's, it's not a. Different. It's 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 not a. Um, it's not a party food. You know what I mean? Like like if you and you and Tara are fixing dinner for yourselves. You know, because they're so hard to clean. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's not like you can, you know, you can do a party of 10 people and everybody's eating rock shrimp. Oh, they'll cut your fingers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, those shells on those shrimp yeah, are they're, hard. Yeah, they're no joke. Yeah. They, they are. Yeah. All right, let's do, uh, let's do a Kirby Co. Builders Speaking cooking tip of, of the week. Mm-hmm. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider, framing drywall, interior, and exterior, and finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. And uh, Captain Kirk's got a little... You got a good one, Kirk. I love, I'm a big fan of Miss Jewel makes sweet potato pie, but I like anything sweet potatoes and this sweet potato souffle recipe, it's a little fancy, but it's, uh, it's, it's not as fancy as some of your recipes, Kirk. I'm kind of, kind of proud of you. This is one that, uh, a, a friend of Mark Collins gave me this and I, I changed it some. It's just so simple. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not much to it. You can use carrots or sweet sweet potatoes. I've done both. And, and, and Carrie, when she makes, she does she does carrots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just it was funny when you when you sent that text out yesterday, and you at the end you said, or you can use carrots. It's it's really good with carrots too. It really is, and it's simple. I mean, all you need is a, a pound of sweet potatoes or a pound of carrots. Mm-hmm. You steam them, either one, one stick of butter, three eggs. Three quarter cup of sugar. Now you can substitute sugar for brown sugar, and it does change it a little bit and makes it. I, I like it with brown sugar. Three now, wait a minute. You say brown sugar. Do you mean like brown sugar, or do you mean like the the sugar that's brown, that like the natural sugar? No, not turbino or what is it? Turbano. No, this is yeah. uh, this is brown sugar, dark brown okay. sugar. All and right, then I got you. three tablespoons of flour. You can use any kind of flour. Um, I've used some of Miss Carrie's uh, vanilla extract, which is very good. Two tablespoons of that and a teaspoon of baking powder. And you just basically, you put it all in a blender, blend it up till it's almost like a soup, pour it into a, a greased bowl, stick it in the oven and bang. And it's, it's money. If you, if you're going over to a friend's house for a, you know, covered dish, yeah. 
this thing right here, it doesn't take it, you 45 it, minutes to make this, and you look like a hero. Mm-hmm. Throw some marshmallows some on heads. there. <laughs> when you get there and throw it in there and, and hit the broiler for a minute, it's on. You know? It's, that, it's good stuff. It's Kirby cook, it looks, it looks really good. I'm not a big fan of, of replacing the sweet potatoes with carrots, though. You'd be shocked. Yeah, you, 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 you need to try it. It's not what you expect. No, it's exactly right. Kevin's okay. right. It, it just, it, for some reason, when you take carrots and you steam them, and then you, you you use this recipe. It's just it's it's really good. Yep, I can t- I can tell you this though. You you put on there an optional thing to do at the end, which is topping it with marshmallows. I'm not making that optional. That's like required. For me. <laughs> oh, I know at my house during Money. Thanksgiving, if I don't put marshmallows on it, my granddaughter's like, "Pops, what 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 happened here? Why didn't you put the marshmallows on there?" And I've got to go up to the store, get the marshmallows, come back and do it because they won't eat it without it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's your Kirby Code cooking tip of the week. Um, we need to go back to the phone lines and get loaded up. Logs to talk to Marshall again. See if uh, our producer can hit the right button. <laughs> Good morning, Marshall. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, just wanted to give you guys a, a tip on kill-alls for chemicals. Um, the three chemicals you want to look for huh? is glyphosate, 2,4-D, and 80-20 surfactant. You can actually go to the local chemical stores, like uh, was Residex, now it's Target or Site One, and you can actually buy them individually. <clears throat> and individually, you'll get the pure form of them. You'll spend about the same thing you spend on a normal Roundup jug, uh-huh. but the amount of chemical that you'll get doing it this way, you'll actually be able to use it for two years. Wow. You, you won't run out of it. Now, what's it called um, again? Run that by me one more time. Sure. The first one is glyphosate. G-L-Y-P-H-O-S-A-T-E, uh-huh. and then 2,4-D, and 80-20 surfactant. And literally for the large drug of Roundup, you'll spend the same for all three of those chemicals, and you'll be able to use it for like two years. Gotcha. So, that's, but, so we're looking at fact, three different chemicals. Right, and they're the three main ingredients of Roundup. They just put way less of them in Roundup. So you can actually make a much stronger uh, mixture, if you will. One, it'll kill it faster, and two, it'll keep it dead longer. Really? Yep. It'll save you a lot of time. Did you get that long? Yeah, I got it. But here's the problem with that is that, uh, I mean, what's the the percentages of mix? What's the ratios? (laughs) On each one of those chemicals, they have what's called a label. And it'll tell you the max rate. Um, that's what you want to run. Perfect. I don't know okay. right off the top of my head, but I believe around a three gallon, you would put in around three ounces of the glyphosate, about six ounces of 2,4-D, and about four ounces of 80-20. And that'll okay. kill yeah. probably five or six food plots all in one three-gallon bucket. Yeah, the, the, problem, the problem with that, though... Is that, uh, and, and I knew Parker was going to chime in on this, because when you mentioned 2,4-D to me, that's where I was like, no, it's not, it's, that's different. 2,4-D is a residual. And so Roundup is what it was called a contact killer. So, yes, sir, yeah, I correct. mean, what you're talking about is, is, uh, well, is okay, it will kill something. Contact herbicide. But the whole, but the whole reason that we use Roundup is that we can turn around and plant something in a field that's been sprayed by Roundup. If you turn around 
and try to plant something in a field that has 2,4-D, you actually will, will have plants that won't grow because 2,4-D is a residual, continues to kill things in the soil. So what you're saying is actually not an applicable thing for what we're doing. If you're trying to kill weeds like out of a mulch bed that you want to permanently have weeds dead, yeah, sure. But in a food plot where we're spraying Roundup and then turning around and planting it two weeks later, no, it's not going to work. Sure. I mean, you could leave the 2,4-D out. The glyphosate is the main ingredient in Roundup anyways. So, I mean, you could leave the 2,4-D out and just use the surfactant and the glyphosate and have it work right. a lot faster. Gotcha. Huh. Cool. Thanks, Marshall. But anyways, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, man, you too. Yeah, appreciate that. Interesting. Interesting. All right, real quick, let's go talk to Steve. Before we take a break. Oh, there goes Steve. Oh, there we go. There, there's that button thing again. <laughs> Roy hey, slip. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. So, so my, my good buddy Jay uh, just sent me uh, a little graphic about um, persimmon trees. Okay. And it, he said um, it's, it's three to five years of harvest, slow-growing, mature, <laughs> uh, fruit by the 10th year. Best fruit production, 25 to 50 years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long wait. Yeah, that's a, that's what I would, you know, because I was frustrated with mine, but that's only been, what, eight years. So I guess I guess I'm not supposed to have fruit on them yet. Yeah, there's, there's a couple trees that I have that are natural that were here for, you know, when I bought the place. Yep. And they make, and there's a couple on Emmett's, uh, my neighbor next door. I mean, they make fruit every year. No, I, I, like, I have those too. I, they, they were man. On, yeah, they were on my <laughs> property. But the ones that I planted years ago, I have not gotten fruit. All right, we, we've got to take Steve before we take a break because we promised. Yeah. All right, Steve, what's up, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. What's up, Steve? <clears throat> so uh, two quick things. Yep. One, um, right. you know, I know we, we included you guys in kind of a roundtable about the new flounder regs and everything back, you know, a year ago or whatever. Right. And uh, my dad my dad flew in, and he wanted to go do some kayak fishing for some flounder. So we went out, and I swear to you, of the 10 flounder we caught, nine were 13 and a half inches. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were like they were like twins. Oh, yeah. We caught, yeah. We caught one that was 14. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I, just, I was taking back to that conversation. We have thrown... A lot of flounder back this year. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then yesterday, Cindy and I took the kayak out uh, in Palm Valley, and we were paddling out like by back there by Buford's old house. And I saw something I've never seen, and I wanted to see if you guys have seen it lately. Right in the middle of the intercoastal, I saw schools of redfish busting bait, like like Jack Creval almost, but they were redfish. Have you guys seen that? No. Oh, no. Did you no, throw a yeah, plug yeah. out there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you did have a fishing rod, right? No, I didn't. That was the funny oh. thing. We just we just went for a cruise, like, just, uh, on a whim. I, How big were they? Uh, I mean, 13 to 16 inches, 17 inches. I mean, they were decent-sized fish. Hmm. What were they oh. eating? Shrimp. Wow. They are flipping shrimp up in the air. I'll be there. No, I, yeah. I, I I have not. And, you know, Leon and Chip fish there all the time. Um, and Captain Corey Sparks, and I, I haven't, they haven't mentioned anything. Maybe they're keeping it amongst themselves. But, no, that's <laughs> that, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's that's, that's way wild. cool. I've never seen that. All right, Steve, we're running behind, buddy. We got right, to Good talking to you. All right, Steve, See take you. care. Yep. Got one more segment to go. When we come back, we'll do uh, weather, 
a tides get you caught yeah, up. Yeah, I'm going to let you guys handle it because my my phone's about to I die. I bet it is. I bet it is. And and, and, <laughs> and I know you're you're dying to get in the woods. Enjoy enjoy your holiday weekend, Jeff. Okay, boys, y'all enjoy and uh, don't don't eat too much barbecue. No, no, I promise you. Or pork chops. All right, see you, boys. <laughs> see ya. We'll be right back with the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Get you caught up here for your holiday weekend on what you could expect, especially uh, marine forecast-wise, because I know there's going to be a lot of people. Yeah, I mean this is this is this is the last hurrah. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. School uh, cranks back up on Tuesday. Yep. Today, northeast winds, fifteen knots, three to five. Um, pretty much. I, I mean, I don't think unless you got a really big boat, you, you don't you don't want to venture offshore. No, it's going to be ugly. Tonight, northeast winds, ten to fifteen, diminishing to five to ten after midnight. Sunday, northeast winds, five to ten, becoming east in the afternoon, three to four, with a dominant period of seven seconds. Uh, Sunday night, southeast winds 5 to 10, becoming southwest. Monday is going to be beautiful. West winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast in the afternoon. Typical summer forecast there. West winds in the morning and southeast sea breeze in the afternoon. Tuesday, southwest winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast. Same forecast. Wednesday, southwest winds uh, 5 to 10, 3 to 4. And if you listen to that, that 3 to 4, that swell's coming from Hurricane Larry. And I've seen some forecasts for Thursday and Friday, um, and it it looks like it's going to get it's going to get jiggy with it. I mean, it, oh. it's going to it's going to be a big swell on the beach. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not it's not something. I don't think it's going to be rough. It'll be it, spread out. But but there's going to be there's going to be a serious swell. Oh, it'll be a ground swell. Surfers are. It'll be a ground digging swell. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yep. yep, it'll be nice. And yep. the tides brought to you by Angie Sub right there on the corner of Penman and Beach, and folks. Just just to remind everybody, too, that they are going to be closed on Labor Day. He's going to give all the employees a day off, so give them a holiday. So, good job, Ed. But uh, we got a falling tide this morning. We got low tide at 12.59, so there was a high tide at 6.50 this morning. I kind of like these tides for the rest of the week. Right. Um, I'm with you. It's not, you know, we're talking at a 2.6 at a rate of minus 1.1, so it's not going to be a bad. We're no. coming up on a diminishing moon. Mm-hmm. So a new moon in the next what three or four days? It was pretty this morning. Did you see it? I saw Over it. Over the eastern sky it was it was really cool. Pretty sky, you know, this two this this cooler temperature, lack of humidity the last couple of days oh. has felt so good. <laughs> yeah. So we needed a break, man. <sighs> yep, yep. The heat was uh kind of yep. nasty Wednesday. And uh, and by the way, your weather report's always brought to you by the bearded pig. Um two new stores. Yep. Jacksonville so, Beach. Mm-hmm. And they are closed at the beach on Monday too. Yeah, we need to remind people of that because I've had so many people go by there on Mondays. They go, man, the restaurant's yeah. closed. Yeah, closed? They're closed? Like, no, no, they're not they're, closed, they're closed on Mondays. It's closed on Mondays, so <laughs> go by and check them out. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with you. Uh, this this forecast, um, I'm, I'm staying up in the woods through Tuesday, but uh, fishing Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I, I, I'll be r- real curious, Kirk, because just we, we talked about this earlier in the show, that there's a lot of tarpon up in the river. I mean, a ton of tarpon in the intercoastal. People call me, go, man, they're feeding, you know. So I'm, I'm curious to see if, if they follow this bait out because these mullets are going to start pouring out these inlets. Well, they did yesterday. I mean, they started yesterday. Well, and, and it's going to blow for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I think the cooler temperatures, the fact that we've had that cooler water already has already started the migration. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more pronounced. I think you're going to see more of those tarpon. I know that 
Chris Holloman's been catching them downtown by the Main Street Bridge. I've seen some of his posts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to get better, but that'll be that 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 push of bait that'll get those those fish fired up. Yeah, if we see them fired up. If we do, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a weird kind of a summer for tarpon. It, I mean, I have not seen a lot of poons. No, no. I mean, uh, you know, you, you know me. June first, when the shrimp boats start pulling. I mean, I've always That's got, your thing. I've, yeah, I've always got two tarpon rods on the boat, and and there will be a a, a lot of times when, you know, when we when we go throw. You know the cast nets for pogies and stuff. Everybody takes off offshore, and I'll just I'll stay. Yeah. You know, and I'll catch a couple tarpon and and then go fish the beach, catch a couple kingfish. Great day, you know. Mm-hmm. Just haven't haven't had that this year. Well, you know? last year, if you remember, last September we had a lot of wind. Well, so our well, offshore fishing last year just about got shut down. Well, if you remember last August, I canceled most all of my tarpon charters because there was no bait. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have any bait and you don't have any shrimp boats. You've got to wait till the mullet run, and yeah. that's basically what I did. I had to wait till September, and I had a good September on tarpon last year. So I'm hoping, you yeah. know, this this September too. And that's the cool thing about September, you don't have to go offshore. You know, you can. You, there's there's a lot of places to catch tarpon, in in the intercoastal. Um, you know, when, when the mullets start running, I, I hope it's the same way this year. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, because like I said, all those fish that are up in the river, um, let's, let's let's hope. But uh, looking forward to. Today and tomorrow, going dove hunting tomorrow. Yep, looking I, forward I, to watching a little college football. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm fired up about that. I, I, I watched I watched football last night with fans. Wow, holy <laughs> man, that's so good, isn't it? It is. Oh. It is. It's all it's all good stuff. Lord, yep. we all want us just to get back to normal and get beyond this nonsense we've put up for the last year. You know, almost two years now. Almost. I know, crazy. Yeah, praying for all the people in Louisiana yes. and, and all that stuff they're all going up in through. the Northeast. It's a tough gig. Yep. All the folks in the Northeast. You know, our prayers and uh, thoughts go to them for sure. Yeah. Tough gig. So is that your plans for the holiday weekend? You're going to sit around and watch football? Uh, I fish today. I'm going oh, to fish tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to fish Monday. What? And then I'm off a couple <laughs> days next week, go up to the camp and get some more work done. Yeah, get rid of the mice. Try to get rid of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Driving us crazy. <laughs> Got to get them. Got the traps. <laughs> they, will, they will absolutely drive you crazy. Barbecue mice. <laughs> One way or another. All right, folks, as usual, the Nimdick Chevrolet Outdoor Show was brought to you by some fine sponsors as soon as it comes up. That would be Bearded Pig. Our, our, our computers here are just That's like, all right. I got, I'm looking at them all right, all right now. Go ahead. Bearded Pig, Ring Power, the Cat Store, Stackham Storage, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thidpin Heating and Cooling, Thigpin, Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovations, Consignment Bow Sales, LV Hires. Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Shark Coatings, Atlantic Coast Marine, my favorite folks, CNH Construction, Marine Construction, Nimnik, Family of Dealerships, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay, Shimano, Strike Zone Fishing, Angie Sub, Steen Hatchie River Club, and Moe's Southwest Grill. Moe's Southwest Grill. Folks, remember it is a holiday weekend. Be patient, right, Captain Kirk? Be safe. Don't drink and drive the boats, folks. Absolutely. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great holiday weekend. See ya. See ya.